0: That's all I want. We're on holiday, aren't we? We're going to have fun. Like men and women do, they have fun. They walk on and on, you know. And he might <laughs> be Because they love each other. And they get married. So they can love each other more. And they have a little baby. Only a little one. And he fights my fucking mother-in-law. You know the way it is between men and fucking women, eh? Come and say something. Anything, say it.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Lone Acting Nominees Podcast, a show where I'm joined each week by a guest to discuss a movie that only received one Oscar nomination, that being for one of its performances. We'll talk about the performance in question, the movie as a whole, and its place in the Oscar race, among other things, I'm Gordon McNulty, and this week I am joined by returning guest Mark Cox to discuss Bob Hoskins' Oscar-nominated performance in the 1986 film Mona Lisa. Mark, good to have you back on the show.
2: Thanks for having me back, mate. Pleasure to be here.
1: So uh, uh, tell me a little bit about why you picked this movie to be your uh, second appearance here.
2: I um, It's a good question. I, I chose this film um, because, again, like Sexy Beast, it's um, another English um, film, um, or British film, I should say. Um, and it's, uh, you know, again, it's, a, it's become a classic, a bit like Sexy Beast It became a, um, a, a, a bit of a classic. And I think it's also, again, like Sexy Beast it's, a, um, you know, un, a bit undiscovered. You know, I mean, people may have heard of it, but it's not necessarily, you say, Mona Lisa, um, you know, I guess some people think of Da Vinci in the painting or perhaps Nat King Cole or, you know, the song or, or not necessarily the film. Um, but I think it's a uh, wonderful film. It's a very dark film, um, you know, qu- quite quite a uh, tough film at times, um, but uh, I think it's, um, you know, I think it deserves to be talked about, quite frankly.
1: Yeah, I was thinking a lot of that. This was my first time watching it, uh, just today even, and I was thinking a lot about how, like, this movie feels like the kind of movie that should have a bigger audience. Like, I was getting a lot of shades of Taxi Driver, and I feel like that's probably very intentional uh i think in the criterion essay that neil jordan wrote when this was in the criterion collection he cites that as one of the influences sort of and you can you can definitely feel that but yeah it feels like it's the kind of movie that like the people that are really into taxi driver would also be really into this movie they just haven't heard of it or seen it it, because it really has kind of disappeared by the wayside Except for yeah. like the people that are in the know, and the people that are in the know, like obviously love it. It's a, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I was, I was very pleasantly, uh not surprised because it, you know, it, it has good reviews. But I was,
2: yeah, yeah. But yes. for your first time watching, uh, yes, yeah. Yes, it, exactly. No, it's great. I, no, I'm glad you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's um. It's uh, like I say, it is. It's, it's, it's a tough film at, at times, but it's um. It's a terrific. Uh, it's aged really well, considering it's you know thirty-five years. It's oh, definitely,
1: um, and considering um, the the topics that it deals with, it it is a oh, lot yeah. more. It, it could have been a lot worse, and uh, oh, yeah, of course. I was surprised we, by how it handled a lot of these things.
2: Very much so. Well, I I I, I, uh, I agree with you. That the, the, the I, I watched it uh, again last night. I hadn't seen it for um a couple of years, um. But I, I I was with my dad, and um and I told him that I had to. I was doing this podcast on, about this film, and he said, oh, I watched that for years, you know, let's, let's watch it. And it was interesting watching it with him because um, he, to, he was a London taxi driver. Um, so, you know, for him, it's a little time capsule of, um, you know, the old London that he remembers when he was driving, the, um, you know, a, a taxi. And it was, um, you know, and, and the other thing he likes to do when, when, when I was younger, you know, we were watching films and if it was particularly if it was set in London um, or an American film, they go, they go down one street and of course they're going down another street and it's like miles away, you know, he goes, yeah. Oh, that's not there. That's not, so well, he still does that. Bless him. <laughs> um, and, but what was wonderful uh, that, that, you know, he said, no, it's pretty much in continuity. It's all, um, you know, where it's filmed and set it's um, you know, it is there. So it's, it, that, that was, that was good. Cause I thought, God, this is all I need him sort of telling me <laughs> the, the continuity thing, but bless him. No, it was, it's great. But what, what was uh, wonderful watching it with him that he said is, um, you know, cause I think he saw it originally when it came out and he's just like, how well it's, um, stands up as a film, you know, and, and, um, and particularly Bob Hoskins as well. He was really pleasantly surprised because I said, we'd be talking about his performance and, um, and he said how how bloody good he was um, because uh, I always thought uh, Hoskins is a uh, actually a really good actor personally. I, 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 he's made some interesting films, not necessarily well known. Um, but, uh, um, a lot of American films um, that aren't perhaps well known as well. Uh, um, but I, I, he just really made this film like he. he it, I think he's pretty much in every scene of this film. In fact,
1: yeah, basically, um,
2: yeah, it's he, all from his perspective and um what i like about it is that he's not necessarily a bright guy you know he's not it's not smart but he's um uh you know smart in other ways uh, uh you know tough when he needs to be and um uh you know loyal you know because he's loyal yeah. to uh, uh, uh the, the, the the i mean the guy who's you know sent him away you know that he went away to prison for seven years and he come out and the first thing he does is go back, you know, he's just like, well, what about me, you know, when they give him this terrible job of um, being a driver to this high class prostitute, you know, and, um, you know, but he's, he's happy to do it because he's, you know, he's loyal, you know, and he didn't yeah. squeal, he didn't squeal in prison, you know, he did his time and everything. So, um, no, I, I think it's a, a terrific performance. It
1: really is. I'm excited to talk about it. Uh... So just the breakdown of the movie, we were talking about Mona Lisa from 1986, directed by Neil Jordan, written by Neil Jordan and David Leland, starring Bob Hoskins, Kathy Tyson, Michael Caine, Robbie Coltrane, Clark Peters, Kate Hardy, Sammy Davis, and Zoe Nathanson. It premiered at the Cannes Film Festival and then opened in the United States in June of 1986 and the UK in September of that same year. So, yeah, let's just, let's get into Hoskins. He is, like he said, the center, like... He's, I think he is probably in every scene or almost yeah. every scene. Uh, this is a great, this is a really great performance. I was, I, I mean, like, my you know, my first exposure to him as a dumb American was, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And oh, yeah, um, yeah, I never, yeah, I don't think I ever saw the Super Mario Brothers movie, but like, oh
2: no, I, I yeah. didn't hear but by all accounts, it's dreadful, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like, I was aware of. Like, he,
1: with just those two roles, he convinced an entire generation that he was an American actor. To the point yeah. that, like, there's still people that'll be like, wait, Bob Hoskins wasn't American, but he was so, okay. like, so good at doing that, you know, pudgy little British guy. Or, yeah. or pudgy little New York guy. And then, yeah, no, he was a pudgy, he was a pudgy <laughs> British guy. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like, I don't think I've seen any other of his British films, especially like the ones from this era, like Long Good Friday or... Um... Oh, I was,
2: I was just about to say, this is a great, it's a great one-two punch of uh, acting. Yeah. Um, if you enjoyed this, please go back and watch uh, the Long Good Friday. I definitely um, want to. Um... Because it's, um, you know, it's him and, and Helen Mirren, very early Helen Mirren performance. And um, originally she was, um, she plays his girlfriend, and I think she was originally written as a, a you know, gangster's mole, you know, and, um, but that she, she very um, wisely said, you know, this, that I, I can't, yeah you know, I can do that, but it's not an acting challenge. Or, you know, I, I, I think if a, if a guy like Bob's character, you know, this East end sort of, you know, head of this big gangster firm, you know, uh, uh, has this sophisticated woman on his arm, she should be sophisticated and act sophisticated and, and be as, you know, uh, as, as, clever as him if not more you know and so she they kind of rewrote her her part around um you know to make her a bit more um up front with bob and that so it's a great sort of relationship they have she she's this kind of well-to-do um lady who's uh mixed in with the wrong crowd but she's yeah. um, she's totally you know owning it sort of thing and um no, it's a great film it's, it's i think it's also uh, pierce brosnan's first film role uh, uh, he doesn 't say anything from memory, but um you 'll remember him because um, he 's in the climax uh, of the film it's um i don 't want to spoil it but it's it 's literally the best five minutes uh, last five minutes of a film you 'll see um, there 's no talking it's the camera is pretty much on bob 's face, and you can read everything he 's thinking um, without him saying anything and and uh, <laughs> it's even now thinking about it it's just you know uh, incredible that, that, that they managed to put it off. Yeah. Um,
1: I I might end up just watching that one tonight just. Well, please you know, do. Yeah, if, if you do I'm let me on know. Hoskins, because... I'm on a Hoskins kick. Yeah. I also <laughs> I really want to rewatch Who Framed Roger Rabbit after this. Yeah. Series.
2: So do I actually. I I wonder if the um uh, you know animation sort of thing's sold up.
1: I I um, yeah, I mean I I've gone back and watched clips from it again. It it looks like it does. Yeah. It it that that's a really good movie. Uh yeah. So, yes yeah, so talk we've talked enough about the other hoskins performance yeah. let's talk about <laughs> yeah. this one in mona lisa yeah. as as george like you said he's uh george yeah seven year stint in prison we yeah. don't know what for but it was for something under was, uh whatever yeah
2: it was something yeah, and it would be uh involving the michael caine character who is yeah. the um the, the sort of the main bad guy in this the the, the head you know and he's and this is a uh, um as a side note i know brilliant Michael Caine performance. He's not in it much. It's, it's yeah. like a extended cameo, really. Yeah, I think he shot all of his scenes in like a few days. And yeah, um, exactly. he, he's a, a nasty shit, basically. He, real, really is. he really he's is. He's really horrible. And, it, and it's hard because you normally know, you see Michael Caine, you go, oh, I like Michael Caine. You know, he's, he's, and I, I think he's a terrific actor, but it's very hard to sort of like his character. He's, 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 he's um, Because as Bob has come out of prison, he expects... Uh, well, you know, I did. I did my time for you. What do I get? And he's just he's just given this menial job of, um, to say, driving this uh, lady of the night around. And um, but Kane is. Uh, I mean, I come to it a bit later on. But 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 Hoskins is um, the way he plays it. It's um, you know at the start of the film he's very ball of energy. You know, he tries to see his uh, wife and child, and of course the daughter's grown up and and um, you know he can't get to it through because the wife doesn't want to. You know. Um, let him back into their lives you know so he he, um, he, he he's, he's a ball of energy he's ferocious you know and then suddenly Robbie Coltrane appears um, uh, who's a wonderful actor I think uh, yeah. and um, a great character in this because he's like a yin yin yang he sort of calms him down instantly you know he's freaking out and he calms him down and he takes him to his garage where he's kept this pristine beautiful Jaguar car um, all clean and running and, and you know he's back at home you know he's in this car and he's driving around and um so he's looking to get back to work and you know, in the in the underworld and he's, he's just given this menial job um and wearing clothes uh what maybe yeah. again the clothes he's wearing they're very sort of 1970s flares and and tan you know a, a corduroy sort of suit and it's you know and, he, and then he walks into these posh hotels and sort of you know these looks from waiters and Things is, is quite quite amusing, and and even the when he finally meets um, uh, uh, Kathy Tyson, you know, the, she sort of says, "Christ, you know, what, what, what are you wearing?" You know, yeah. <laughs> just like, "Hey, what's your problem?" You know, and he's just yeah. like, you know, just you know, he doesn't know any better. Um, but that's what I like about the character that he's he said like, "This is look, I'm not classy, I'm not sophisticated, I'm not good with clothes or anything." You know, this is just who I am, and um, so he, he sort of knows his limitations you know you know which is quite unusual he's not trying to be something he's not
1: yeah yeah I really liked the uh the humanity they give this character that yeah. he is he's you know he's, he's lost seven years of his life he's kind of yeah. you know coming into this world new again yeah things have changed rapidly in those seven years and he's still getting used to it he's kind of like a child in a grown-up's world like you got yeah. a lot of him just like walking down the street sort of looking around with you know those big old bushy eyebrows raised up looks looks a little bit like he's like what's going on here i don't recognize any of this he doesn't Uh, recognize his
2: old road yeah
1: yeah and i i I loved the introduction to him we we see him you know walking down the street he has like a package and a bouquet of flowers we don't know anything else about him but that's the first thing we see and then he goes he he gets back to his house and we again we don't know who is here or why he's estranged from them and then there's a big shouting match between him yeah. and his wife and his daughters crying and all this stuff. Yeah. And they she essentially <laughs> I mean, actually, pushes them out. And there's yes. a whole crowd of people now, yeah. you know, standing and just watching him. Oh, and yeah. he's well, he, that's typically
2: he, British, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, he like raises a fuss, he throws he throws the flowers in the package and then like a trash can. And yeah. then just starts a fight with a guy on the street. And then, yeah. like you said, Robbie Coltrane comes and, you know, eases oh. him off. But like it is kind of the the best introduction like the best encapsulation of this character he is rash he is you know not afraid to you know get a little bit violent or all this stuff if it's what his heart says is is
2: the right way to react he's an impulsive um very very impulsive yeah Yeah. 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 that's that's what sets it up and and it's what's also great is it it kind of wrong foots the audience a little bit because you expect him to be like that throughout which he's not um yeah he's not but i think he's as you As you say he's been um, been away for seven years and uh, you don't know anything about him as you say and and also what was great i should I should mention is the um because uh, of the name of the film named the song that they use Mona Lisa by nat, nat King Cole. So you' got this beautiful song um playing over the titles and they 're very lush titles of you know Bob walking across um Waterloo Bridge and the sun's just coming up and he's sitting in the park and it's all very calm and serene there's nothing to indicate that this is a tough film ahead of them yeah. you know it's, it's kind of you know wrong wrong, wrong foots the audience straight away and um, no he, he, he and then, yeah like I say he's explosive and thing but as soon as he sees Coltrane he's um, back to his as we find out his kind of usual self and um, you know he sort of gets him you know up to speed and what's been going on and um I mean, in fact, he even tries to warn him, doesn't he? He says, oh, you don't want to go back there. And he says, well, why not? You know, what else am I going to do sort of thing? You know, and he's just like, no, trust me, it's all changed since you've been away. And um, so you can only imagine what it was like before, um, you know, his life before prison. So it's it's, it's an interesting setup to the um, the rest of the film.
1: Yeah. Uh, The best way that I, I I mean, this isn't my own words, so I'm... and I'm not plagiarizing. I'm, it's also from the Criterion essay that Neil Jordan wrote. He, oh, awesome. he describes the character as uh, an inarticulate romantic and uh, brutal, pitifully simple with a beautiful heart. Oh, it's just like yeah. yeah, like that. That <laughs> is a, what George is. He is. Yeah. He he's impulsive without really thinking about what those impulses stand for. But yeah. they're ultimately coming from a place of good. And yeah. a place of you know wanting to see good in the world, yeah. but those impulses are violent and brash and get him into a lot of trouble. But yeah. you know he he's he's like this ultimately for a good cause. He's he, you know he he cares about his family. He cares about the people yeah. that are being mistreated, and uh, like that was what I think sets this apart the most from something like Taxi Driver, which is a sort yeah. of similar setup, but. Travis Bickle is ultimately
2: sociopath. uh,
1: Yeah, he's a sociopath. (laughs) That (laughs) his impulses are ultimately self-serving and for uh, they're more violent in a way of like a a way to funnel his anger, and he, he his moral righteousness comes from that sort of place within him. Whereas George is just ultimately. A, a good guy that wants guy. to he, he wants to help he doesn't want to get violent if he can help it he help he, it, yeah. he runs like yeah he, he will fight back for the people that are chasing him but ultimately yeah. he, he's running away he's getting the other people to safety rather than turning on them with a gun he gives her the gun he doesn't keep it with yeah. him he he is a kind of selfless in yeah. he, he just maybe even he doesn't realize that about himself that's just his impulse yeah, and I, I really like yeah. yeah, I think you get a lot of that from these very small moments with Hoskins, just the way that he you know, carries himself in a scene. Uh, I think also a lot of that does come from the fact that he is dwarfed by everyone uh, yeah. that he's on the screen with. Like <laughs> Michael little Cain. man. Yeah, like yeah. Michael Caine, Kathy Tyson, Robbie well, he... Coltrane. They're all much taller than him. Very and so tall, he, yeah. He's not very imposing. And, no, no,
2: but you know um, he's there, you know? He's, yeah, he's,
1: he's, oh, you definitely he's... do. He, he's,
2: <laughs> he makes his presence known. Absolutely. Oh, that's a great description from uh, Neil Jordan. I know they did a, a criterion of this film, and um, I, sh- I should get it, really, because, um, you know, it's, it'd be a great one to add to the um, to the collection. It's, and that's a much more flattering description of the character than um, the one I, I was reading today from um, Pauline kale just, Yeah. She, she just described him as a testicle on legs, which yeah. is, um, you know, it's a bit... You know, i can kind of see what she's trying to say but it's not the most flattering image of uh, yeah no
1: not you know, quite
2: not quite <laughs> of the character but, yeah. but I, I can only assume she's never sort of met a character like uh, uh, hoskins character before you know um but no that's that's, that's a great um description and yes yeah, so you're quite right with taxi driver travis pickle is, is a world away but the the worlds in which they uh, mix in are, are, are sadly you know very similar and yeah. um and In fact, there's the, the one scene where he goes to um, look for the girl that um, Simone's asked him to look for, um, you know, and she's 15, you know, and it's like shades of Jodie Foster and, and, and the scene in Taxi Driver. And he's just like, you know, how old are you? do they beat you up? And, you know, and, uh, and when he comes out and the pimp says, oh, you know, that'll be £40 or wherever it was, you know, and he's just like, oh, yeah. And he says, oh, come back. and He says, yeah, oh, I will, you know, and it's, and it's very similar to Taxi Driver in that yeah. sense um but but you're also quite right you know he's not that character he's 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 doing it out of a goodness from his heart to look for this missing girl because he's, he says in the film you know i've got a daughter that age I, I you know this is terrible that they um you know women have to do this and um so yeah no he's 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 ultimately a good guy just mixed up in a <laughs> yeah <laughs> a bad crowd a, a very bad crowd
1: but uh uh not to spoil it too much, because if you haven't seen this movie, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, I, I, I don't want to spoil some of the, you know, twists and turns that this movie takes. Okay, well we can talk it. around.
2: We're yeah. clever enough, gentlemen. Yeah,
1: but but he, uh, he, he's you know at, at the end of the day he's not stuck in this cycle. He he's able to. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's. Break, he's break a, he, yes, he's able to make a better life for. Uh, for himself and for the people that he's trying to make a better life for. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I I feel like, so this isn't really a romance movie. I wouldn't clarify it by any means. No, and it's
2: not really a gangster movie either. Yeah,
1: but Um. the the not quite romantic dynamic Mm. between Hoskins and Kathy Tyson, I think is what makes, like that's a big part of what makes this performance work so well is the way they play off each other and their very particular sort of relationship that they have. Mm-hmm. She's this, uh, you know, high-class call girl, used to be, uh, y- you know, a- another sort of a... I, I don't want to say like a, like a common streetwalker, but she's definitely moved... Yeah, she, yeah, she's moved yeah. on from the lower right. echelon into a... You know, she's she's classy. Yeah. She has these extravagant outfits. She's going to all these high-price hotels and, like, ambassadors. And, like, she has a much more uh, you know, you yeah, know, she's a more, exclusive. yes. Clientele.
2: Uh, she's not, um, as you say, a street walker uh, yes. thing. And yes, there's a wonderful scene in the film where she, um, says how she fought against that and her, and her pimp and, um, you know, who made her do the the porn film and, and, um, and, and it's, yeah, she's, it's great for, for, uh, you know, first film performance, you know, she's, yeah. uh, she, she's incredible. I mean, I've seen her in a couple of things since she's, um, Um, from Liverpool she's got a great um, uh, accent and um, at the time she was married to uh, a a comedian uh, actor his name's Craig Charles I don't know if you heard of him but he's he's, um, famous over here for a a sci-fi comedy show called Red Dwarf I don't know if you heard of Red Dwarf
1: oh I've heard of Red Dwarf
2: yeah yeah he's famous for that Um, you know the last man on earth three million billion years from, from the earth and he's sort of stuck um, on this red dwarf spaceship and yeah you know but he's famous for that and he yeah you know, she's quite a glamorous woman and he's not really a glamorous guy <laughs> but i guess because he's funny uh, um, you know it, yeah. it must have worked out um but you know she's she gives a um incredible performance and they have a wonderful chemistry together you know it's um because she she does i think take a shine to him she like, like all the, the, the points we we um, pointed out about his character, I think she sees that straight away and she says to him at, uh, at one point in the film, you're, you're a good man um, you know uh, you know, and, and and you know want you to, to do this thing for me in this case to look for this um, a, a friend of hers who was a, also a prostitute and was walking the streets um, around King's Cross um, you know, in this sort of run down area where the street walkers are and um, you know, she, she asked him to to do this thing for him and it's, you know, she, she, she sees that. And then she also sees when she's criticising the way he's dressed and, you know, and at the, 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 beginning of the film, they're bashing heads a lot. And, um, you know, and he sort of gives it as good as he gets, you know, he, he, he throws out the car at one point um, yeah. in, 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 near Hyde Park, you know, <laughs> there's, a, there's a big sort of roundabout there and um, he sort of slings her out, but you know, he's going to come back for her. It's, it's, he's not, he's not. Um, again, it's funny it to volumes of his character. Um, He's very much a caring man. He can just be very impulsive at times. Um, But then she I think she sees that and she says he's a good man. And then she takes him clothes shopping and kind of gets him out of the 70s cords and flares and into the sort of mid-80s, all the double-breasted suits, I guess, that were very much of the the range and and, and the dark overcoat. And there's a wonderful scene where he goes in the hotel, isn't he? And he's sort of looking at himself in the mirror going, yeah, yeah, I look all right. You know, he's, he's... um, you know, and, it's, um, and that's when he sees um, Kane's character. I think it's the first time he sees um, yeah. Michael Kane's character. And there's, he, a,
1: there's a great bit where he's, uh, <laughs> he's back at Robbie Coltrane's uh, yeah. garage and he's trying on, you know, he's, he's feeling himself in the outfit and he goes, sure. uh, Coltrane's like, why, why are you wearing those clothes? And he goes, oh, yeah, oh you, you know, I, you. I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, trying to look like other people. And Coltrane goes, you'll never look like other people, George. Yeah. And he goes, fuck, is that true? And just <laughs> you know, a very genuine reaction from him of yeah, like, oh, shit, I guess I do just look like this. Like, yeah, you have right.
2: Yeah. Wonderful character beat, actually. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. A, b- a bit self-conscious. Kind of, yeah, yeah, very much so. And there's a great sort of sub, not really a subplot, but it's like a little tiny story between them that it, uh, Robbie Coltrane's been sending Pop uh, Hoskins character uh, um, all these books while he's been in prison so he's obviously a very avid reader he's, he's he's also sort of he goes oh well i, I sussed i that who the killer was on the second chapter you know and all these yeah. sort of things and there's like a running thing of well, it like a horse being involved in the murder plot or something like that and the horse yeah. gets killed and things like that and 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 it develops into this other story of um it's almost like bob hoskins is relaying his own story back to coltrane and he says well you know at first you know, they. She's a tall, thin black tart, he calls her. Um, but then he says to her later on, you know, you're not, you're a lady. Um, yeah. So it sort of softens to her. And, and, and Robbie is so like, ah, oh, so he likes her. No, he doesn't like her. He goes, ah, but he's starting to like her and he doesn't want to, you know, and he sort of um, works it out. So they're kind of rewriting um, back and forth about what actually is going on in the film. I thought that was quite a nice bit.
1: Yeah yeah and, and like through all this like you said she's kind of not falling for him in no. in, a, in a truly romantic sense and there's reasons for that uh I think, yeah, oh, yeah come out later yeah. on yeah. yeah but like he does genuinely i think
2: kind i think of... she's quite affectionate towards him it, yes it, it is genuine and, and she thinks yeah, she respects was, him quite a she bit respects him yeah and and she i think it was that and and the the um the fact that he's a good man that she asked him to do this thing so i don't think she would say if it was another guy driving around you know because yeah. of who who they work for you know yeah so um so yeah i think she's, she's genuinely quite affectionate to him and it makes for an interesting um play because sometimes they're playful and nice to each other and other times he can sort of turn on her a little bit you know yeah um, but, as he's sort it, of slowly picking up the pieces
1: yeah and and through all this he does i, I like he does genuinely fall for her i think like he does have oh, yeah. emotions for her and there's there's scenes with that where it uh it comes to a head there was a point in the, there was a point in this movie that actually made me cry and i wasn't excited uh but the part where like he's found this f- porn film that she had acted yeah. in, and yeah. he shows it to her and she like tries to get him to turn it off and yeah it, you know the, they get into a bit of a fight and she yeah. mentions something about how like uh you know all of her client like she's she's had clients that are so fat that she has to pull herself on top of them. And he, mm. you know, he, he, he takes offense to that. Cause he, you know, he has a, a bit of a, like we said, he's a bit self-conscious about yeah, yeah. his physical, yeah. you know, like he hits her. And before she even hits him, he starts crying in like, yeah. Oh God, knows- I can't believe I just no. did that. And she yeah. turns around, she grabs like a whip and starts hitting him. Yeah. Him. And like there's a cut to him and he's just taking it. He's crying yeah. and he's like he's not fighting back. He's like, "Yes, no. I earned this. I'm sorry." Yeah, Do, and then and then he pulls her into a hug and they're both crying and all this and yeah. like I it just instantly it, it hit me. I, I started crying. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh. I, it just, no, that was yeah. a very again, very emotional a, <clears throat> scene for both of them. Very emotional and scene,
2: very hard um, to watch. and But it's it's very real. It felt so real because, as we said earlier, you know, he's so impulsive. I think he just pushed her as a reaction. And then but she comes back with this kind of sex whip thing. Yeah. And, and she's really hitting him over the head. I don't know if it was a prop, but she's really smacking him. But as you quite rightly say, you know, he's, he's, he knows he's done wrong and he's taking it. Um, but he's genuinely, um, at that point... Not doesn't understand why, um, you know what's going on, sort of thing. And she says that to him. You know, she says, oh, "You just don't understand, do you?" And he's just like, "No, I don't." And he's they're both in tears, almost. It's um, it's a very, um, you know, to, uh, I think for an actor like him to to show that vulnerability, it, it's um, it reminded me actually, and um, we talked about earlier, Roger Rabbit, um, one of my favourite scenes, and it chokes me up to even talk about it. He's 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 uh, goes back to the office and he's just got the film camera uh, the camera um, develops uh, you know taking pictures of Jessica Rabbit and he's going through it and then he finds some old holiday pictures of you know his girlfriend and his and, um, and his brother so he go he goes from like these happy pictures of like being on holiday and 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 uh, um, by the seaside and then he sees pictures of his brother and his face changes he goes from like elation and joy to sadness because he just remembers his brother. And um, you know his lip starts trembling, and you know tears in his eyes, and he just goes. And the music that plays over it is very sad. And then as he's sort of looking through it, the camera pans along, and you see his brother's desk hasn't been touched, and it's all dusty, and he just obviously hasn't touched it since um, his brother died. You know, it's only like a minute or so long, but um, even as a child, I get choked up just to, to, to see it. And I thought it's such wonderful, thing. and he doesn't say a word. It's, again, it's like the Long Good Friday. Is you, you'll know the bit when you see it, but it's. Yeah. It's so powerful. It's like sometimes saying nothing is more than yeah, you know, more yeah, than words.
1: He has very expressive eyes and uh, much, and, yeah. and eyebrows too, like those big bushy eyebrows. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I think that yeah. that works so well to his benefit in a lot of those yeah. scenes for those uh, you know non-verbal reactions. Yeah, he's very emotive
2: eyes. actor. Yes, you know, very. He, emotive. Can, he can say um, a lot without saying anything, and it's um, you know the, the the shoulders go, and that's with defense mechanism when he's around all the other sort of tough guys you know and he's all like you know <laughs> the, the, the shoulders it's it's no he, he's um he can and, and to go from one to the other you know when he's with the crowd the the, the tough guy crowd he can blend in when, yeah. when, when he's with her and or, or some of the other um, the characters in the film yeah. the, the the girls and his daughter as well he's 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 a completely different um, character, so it is a, a, a tough guy axe of sorts. Not to say that it is an axe because I'm sure he's generally tough. When he, he does fight off a pimp at one point, doesn't he? he sticks his head in the car and
3: yeah,
1: slams him, him a on the, the windshield. And and then yeah. later on, when they're being chased down the pier, he you know turns around yeah, and turns back of it. he, he does yeah, one he, guy in the head like he headbutts a guy in the he form. does yeah. And
3: then,
2: uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. I because yeah. obviously I remember the ending of the um, film, but it's I forgot that the you know the kind of close quarters it's not like cut together it's to a lot like a fight it's just a wide shot and he sort of yeah he, like, he has and to he starts jump up him. to do it it's great yeah he has to jump up to do it but you can kind of tell from that that he's had to, he's done that before yeah and um, you know and and also, it, it, yeah yeah no, no, Sorry.
1: No, just also speaking to that whole peer scene there yeah there, there's that chase fight but before that in the lead up to that oh that's a the, great hit. yeah there's another it's a very emotional and it's a very impulsive thing like he's he's yeah. out walking with Simone and he yeah. just start, he's just like grabs her and is like okay we're on a date now basically like, yeah treat me like one of your other clients where I'm gonna we're gonna yeah, dance just, I'm he's gonna he's buy you yeah. Yeah. And, and the yeah and then uh, that sort of like dies down like that sort of energy you can tell that yeah. she's like no stop doing this this is not yeah. right basically this isn't what we are and no. then they're just standing on the edge of the, uh, like on the edge of the dock, just looking. Yeah, out. On, on the um, pier. Yeah. And they're both crying a little bit, and yeah. and it's hidden he... by those
2: ridiculous Elton John glasses. Yeah, the
1: star sunglasses. He's yeah,
2: brought them to to yeah. think, and I think he's he's trying to get, her, he's trying to push her to reveal because I think he's sussed what's going on at yes. that point. He's figured out and, what's going
1: on with her, and he's battery. pushing
2: her to kind of get her to say. Um, those words of what, what it is, which we, I guess, we're not going to spoil. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, but yes, it's a very but there's a wonderful bit in that where he, he, she says, Oh, um, haven't you ever, you know, what, I can't remember the exact oh, words. I,
1: I have it written down. This is what oh, I was hey, going oh, to oh, Don't, uh, don't yeah. mess with you. She's uh, <laughs> like, uh, he's basically saying, I, I, I get why you wanted me to go get Cash, yeah. You need yeah. her, basically. Yeah. Like, you, you need her. And she says, Have you ever needed someone? And he like he gets choked up and his voice all the time
2: all the time yeah and, and it is, l- that's it that's in that's, a nutshell yeah. gordon yeah that's
1: the exact like that is what this character. he just he needs somebody
2: he oh needs yeah somebody. That, that's all he comes down to and and, yeah. and and just after he says that he kind of backs away and he's almost like hold himself up he, he grabs like a pole or something yes. to kind of lean onto, and and he and the glasses i think are quite deliberate these ridiculous uh Sort of Elton John glasses, and he's and he's and he's kind of hiding the eyes. But I can just imagine, as you were saying, you know, he's got such an expressive face and eyes and thing, and it, and it's I bet they're full of tears at that point.
1: Yeah, like um, that is kind of the ultimate exercise in nonverbal yeah. acting. Is that you're you have to convey this extreme emptiness yeah. and sadness, and yeah. your eyes are hidden behind, uh, you know, dark sunglasses. He can't yeah. even fall back on a sad look in his eyes he has to yeah. convey that just with body language yeah. and you know upper lip and he does it like oh he, yeah he breaks it, your heart It yeah. does I, yeah. I like that individual shot where he like backs into it and sort of leans yeah. up against the pole
2: yeah
1: it's heartbreaking yeah it's i really can imagine that
2: was yeah. do you think that was the, the 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 sort of those moments that um the academy uh, or the people that were nominating him do you think he was like they're thinking oh well, this is not what we expected you know this he's actually really good <laughs> i think so because like
1: you're going into this expecting you know what we like you said the opening introduction yeah. to this character he's very loud he's very brash he's yeah very violent and yeah. as the movie goes on it's like no that's not really him that's that's, not him. Yeah. that's him in these impulsive moments but he's kind of just a a, a bit of a goofball mm. that has <laughs> a good heart and doesn't yeah. know how to express himself
2: Yes, I think that's exactly it. you nailed it. Yeah. It's and the, that
1: it's, just sort of comes out over the course of the movie, and especially yeah. in those last moments. Um, yeah. There's another one where uh, uh, Simone has gotten a gun and she's you know, shot but some people and she yeah. holds it to him for a bit. Yeah.
2: And... Yes. Oh, that's a great moment because that's, again, that feels so real. I think because the camera is sort of handheld. Yeah. And she hesitates for a moment and, and he's he able to get the gun away and then. You know, off, but he. he, he, he looks- says, you were going to do it, weren't you? you know, yeah, and, and, and,
1: you were going to do it because I'm, I'm just another fucking butler to you. I'm just yeah, another, yeah, uh, yeah. like, and that's the moment where he's like, okay, yeah, it is kind of, like, obviously it's pointless for me to pursue this. Yeah, but he's, also he's, just like, yeah. th- this is just too much for me. I just need to get out. He was, I just it was so, it.
2: so raw and you feel so sort of sorry for him. But then, you know, after, I'm glad they had that little bit extra that they tagged on the end. Yeah. That, 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 you know, so it wasn't all sort of bad for, for him. In fact, he's actually quite good um for him ultimately in the end again we don't want to spoil it but um but no what i think is that again when we compare it to taxi driver he even has that style ending but it's not hoskins who's wielding the weapon it's 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 her you know yes i was um,
1: very i was very glad that the movie went that route that so she am i is, <laughs> she's able to be the one that uh Enacts this uh yes and, and so she should be yes. she
2: shouldn't be uh someone avenging uh her or, or defending her she's more than a strong enough uh character it's a wonderful performance and she it really is doesn't hesitate you know and it was really um the right as you quite rightly say it's the right move uh, for the for the for the writers um to do that you know um but it is so emotionally charged you know and it's it's um um yeah <laughs> there's a moment in it i mean i, d- I don't know if like, i want I we, if yeah we can do
1: it. some spoilers uh, it, it, if you don't it's, want it's, to be it's, spoiled it's, you can skip ahead a little
2: yeah it's just a, just the shot of michael came just sitting there with his legs up, uh, up on a stool but with this stroking this rabbit it's, yeah. it's such a quite ludicrous um shot because uh, uh, he's got this rabbit that he bought early on in the film and he's sitting there stroking it like some sort of wannabe you know james bond villain type thing um but he's he he's a great um he sort of grabs her by the chin, Kane, and uh, and she thinks he's going to hit him. He goes, "Oh no, no, don't worry, I'm not going to touch her. I'll let you, I'll let your pimp do that, you know." And he, and he says it the way he says it is so cold, and you totally believe him. It's just um thing, and I think it's, it's it's at that point where she says, "Oh, you know, fuck this," and the gun comes out, and you know, <laughs> all hell yeah. breaks loose. You know, yeah, it's, um, yeah. It, I just, as it, uh, it's just such a striking because you. you, you because you know they're sort of on the they're being chased, and then you think, "Don't go back to the hotel," because where else are they going to go? You know, and it's um, but it's all you know, it has to get there in order to uh, have that uh, moment of clarity for for George, you know, for Bob Hoskins, and um, and to realize, uh, what it, you know, what he's become. But I think he accepts it. You know, what comes up at that that little bit at the end, he does accept, um, because he's retelling it as a story to coltrane and he says no no it's all right really um you know uh he wasn't precipitated, but you know he realized that and he's all right now and yeah you know he's he, talking about himself in a third person almost you know yeah. as a character in one of his books yes um, and, and, and that and, was the most
1: and he has his daughter he has like yeah the person he's he's ultimately trying to protect and like the yeah. person that he's seeing in a lot of these younger i'm really glad they, they had that because yes. i think
2: i had a feeling it was because again it'd been a few years i've seen it and it was going to and with him sort of walking along the pier of the beach and he's all in his own and he sort of walks away and it kind of fades out and I thought oh, if it ends there, it's kind of still a downer. But I'm yeah. glad they had that uh, extra bit. It really made the difference because I think the audience <laughs> deserves it in a, in a weird way.
1: Yeah, and um, also uh, uh, George deserves it. Like, he, yeah, he does, yeah. yeah he he deserves a happy ending. He deserves yeah. to have a good relationship with his daughter and to have this he friend. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I thought it was a good ending for that, character yeah. In particular,
2: it, it was good. It was a great, it was a great journey for him. He's learned something ultimately, and, um,
1: and be- you know, you know, become a better person.
2: All yeah, yeah. He's done something good in a in a <laughs> in a way. He has you know he's helped someone who was in a bad spot, and 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 then you know with with both girls really, um, they're free of you know Kane and all these other creepy characters. Um, so um, in that sense, you know, you can look at it from that. Important perspective, you
1: know. Yeah, but do you have anything else to say about Hoskins's performance, or do you want to move on and,
2: and talk about? Yeah, him? yeah, I don't know. I, I, think we, yeah, we can we can go on. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, we, we 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 said quite a, quite a lot about him. He's um, ultimately, you know, in summary, he's just. Um, I can see why he he was nominated for all these awards. I guess we'll come to that. Yes. Um, but it was. Yeah, I didn't realise watching it that he how many awards, not, not only nominated, but how many he won yeah almost uh, everything almost, almost everything every apart major from precursor the, the yeah. main one you know it was yeah uh, the, 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 that's quite impressive i had no idea uh yeah from can onwards you know i didn't yeah. realize um he won it so i, I um i think that speaks volumes really
1: it really does yeah uh if if you haven't seen this it is very much worth a watch uh, yeah uh I, again we don't want to spoil too much of it so uh <laughs> i guess possibly, if you've made it this far Pause and go watch the movie if you haven't, and then come back and listen to the rest. Yeah. Uh, if, if
2: Criterion says it's uh, uh, worthy of their uh, you know addition to their library, then that should and be. early
1: uh, on too, it was like. Oh really? It's not in the first hundred, but it's like a hundred and seven. It's like spine oh, Yeah, it's like it was very a very good. early inclusion.
2: Yeah, and considering all the the the, the other amazing films <laughs> that yeah. have been made ever, you know, it's um, yeah. That's good. That's, yeah amazing. <laughs>
0: Nobody hit me! They can help me, but they can't hit me! That I did! Every day! Every hour! Of every day! But every hour's bare minute! Oh I'm sorry. You don't understand, do you?
1: So uh, we can move on and talk about the rest of the movie. Yep. Where do you want to start?
2: um well do we, we talk about the other characters um, yeah we
1: we can start with kathy tyson we talked about her yeah, a little bit uh we did yeah i'm yeah, sorry i preempted it a bit Oh, no, no, it happens all the time and also with <laughs> this one because so much of the movie is just the two of them you kind of have yeah. to but yeah she's great here this yeah, is, is yeah it's, this it's is her great. film debut she's like 21 or something when oh she's making, really? it. She's, yeah she's incredibly young and she holds her own against you know these, these veterans uh, hoskins and kane and all that yeah it is it's a it's a striking performance just from the very first moment we see her where she's up on this you know hotel uh-huh. balcony sort of you know she has this long trench coat and like a mm. like a purple corset underneath and her hair is all done up to the side mm. and she just sort of like walks onto the screen and like it's it's, she's almost ethereal in her presence. She's just yeah. gorgeous and made up in all these very elegant gowns. And also, with all that, a very strong-willed person. She doesn't take bullshit. She pushes back against these men that are pushing her around. She gives like even more than she takes. And uh, th- yeah, this is I was wowed by this performance. It, it is yeah. incredibly strong.
2: Work from absolutely, yeah. No, I i, I agree with you 100, 100%. It is, uh, you're quite right. Her opening, um, scene is quite a, a striking image. Where you see this, um, character for the first time, and she's, um, you know, in terms of her job, you know, she's going around the, the, these hotels, you know, as a high class uh, prostitute, but you know, she's a very sophisticated, lady, and um, and I think he sees that straight away. Uh, uh, Hoskins' character, and, it, and, it, and it's it's great because obviously at the start of the film he's you know dressed terribly, you know even by nineteen eighties standards is yeah. very outrageous. Um, and she, I think she sort of describes him first. And goes, "Come on, grab my arm." She's like, "Oh my god, grab your arm for?" He's <laughs> you know, just like he yeah. doesn't quite get the whole uh, the way it's supposed to work. Um, but obviously, uh, you know, she sort of takes him um, under under her wing, sort of thing. Um, no, I didn't yeah. realize she was that that young. It's um, yeah. Well, it's quite amazing really it's um but she she yeah as you say that they've got a lot of scenes together um it's very hard scenes sometimes uh, she has to act um and um what's good is also is that you know in these films you know it's they're tough but they're, they're not exploitive in the sense that you don't actually see what she has to do you know it's all yeah. sort of you only see it from hoskins waiting at waiting around outside in the car or in the hotel you know it's all sort of left to your imagination apart from one scene i think where he kicks the door down
1: (laughs) yeah and she's all tied up and in (laughs) in bondage gear it's Um, it's quite
2: you know a a thing but obviously for for shock value you know it's um, had to be done I suppose but um, no she's terrific Uh, yeah it's a very strong character even for the time period you know I think even if that was made today um, I think she'd probably get a lot more recognition perhaps maybe if it was made today because she's you know come out of a rut herself you know from a bad spot and made the best of a, of a really shit situation for herself and you know um she, she's uh, no she's quite incredible
1: yeah and, and like you said like it i was i, I not to say that we're spoiling it because to call <laughs> this a spoiler feels weird but to have a character uh, at this point that is a black lesbian sex worker that is not in any way it doesn't feel like it is you know exploitative or leering over any of those Uh aspects of her character but like those are all instrumental to her character without being uh, offensive or exploitative yeah like I I was very impressed by the way that it presents her character and the way and like so much of that comes from the performance that Kathy Tyson is giving and you know you could easily see a movie like this with that character where they, you know, it's like, oh, that's too much. Or she's going to be white or she's going to be straight yeah. and she'll fall in love with him in the end. They could have done he, that, yeah. He's yeah, weak they just, they just... and she just needs protecting. And no, like, th- these are all instrumental to her character. Yeah. And, you know, she doesn't take bullshit, like I said. She, no. she. Not even from George. Like, she pushes back against him when he's overstepping, and she's not afraid to, you know, say, say things to him that need to be yeah. said and put put him in line. Yeah. And I, I really liked that. But she also isn't, you know, cold and uncaring. She She does like him. She does have a lot of respect for him. Yeah. In that point on the pier where I said where he sort of, you Sweet. know, he knows that she doesn't want to... You know, come out to him. So he yeah. you know, he says it brashly. You know, it, it, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he,
2: he I think he that's the only way he knows. You know, because he tries to skirt around it. And it's like, oh, it's like in those songs. And she goes, yes. "Songs." And he yes. just comes out and just says yeah.
1: it. It's basically a back and forth where they're both trying to be like, I- "I'm not going to say it. You say it. No, you." say yeah, it and, he, but, he, he... <laughs> Yeah, he says it, and then he doesn't say anything else. And she just reaches over and puts, like, she grabs it's his hand yeah. and yeah. just start, is like. <clears throat> I'm I'm sorry that I can't be that for you. Yeah. But I yeah. hope that that doesn't change anything about our yeah. relationship that we have, our friendship. Yeah. And, you know, in just a moment like that, in just a subtle act like that, that conveys so much of what she's feeling in that moment. She's, you know, staring down into the water. She's not looking out. She's not looking at him. She's staring she's not down. Ahead she's at a very dark place right now with with everything that has happened, even though she's just gotten back basically the one person that she like really truly cares about and then mm-hmm. immediately had to leave her to go uh, do some other, like, she, you know, she just got th- back this person that she's been waiting for for all this time and then immediately has to be separated from her again. And mm-hmm. just, yeah, there's a lot of facets to this character that much mm-hmm. like as we... Uh, as george is more than meets the eye uh, so is simone she's there's a lot more to her and the Absolutely, movie yeah. the movie is open to exploring that side of her just as much as it is like it is not going to be okay well this character is a sex worker that's all she is yeah, that's, she wasn't... that's the end of development there's yeah. so much more to her and i'm glad that the movie you know makes that text rather than subtext. text yeah.
2: no i agree yeah she she's uh, uh i agree with everything you said it's um you know, it's a shame she wasn't um, nominated as well alongside H- Hoskins. Um, you know, because I think she she deserved it because it was um, you know quite raw. I don't know how the the Academy would you know uh, what their views on and that sort of character. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Many characters it was- that if they had been nominated for that type of um, performance, but I think now if it was made today, um, although if it was made today, it would probably made quite differently. But that character, I think, would be. Very similar to how it is in the film she's you know a very strong character and I think uh, she perhaps might get you know would have got more um, awards or recognition perhaps um, yeah
1: yeah it is a it is a characterization that holds up very well to modern standards of what a character like this would be that's exactly yeah that's actually a really good way of putting it is mm. if they were to remake the movie now they wouldn't have to change all that much about her for sensitivity reasons like the, yeah. it is a very for forward thinking presentation yeah, of this character it's, it's very well
2: written you know yes it's and a she, very uh, good screenplay
1: it's a yeah. really strong strong screenplay i, I was yeah, really
2: impressed very by that and re- um researching uh, for today the the um i found a video on uh, youtube um and it was um uh, an old sort of you know five six minute clip of um a film and location report thing. I don't know if you saw it, but it's um, um, you see a bit of behind the scenes footage of, of Hoskins talking about the character and he's got his you know big 80s glasses on. Yeah. And he says, and he talks about um, obviously having Kane in the film because this is funny. So they literally just finished making a film in America with Alan Alda uh, called Sweet Liberty. I don't know if you've
1: heard I've of, heard of, of it. it. I don't know much
2: about it. it, it it's a comedy. It's, it's quite funny. Um, it's got Michelle Pfeiffer in it. And, um, uh, and and Kane pl- kind of plays like a uh, an actor, an English actor, like a um, not like Errol Flynn, but it's you know that sort of foppish sort of um, actor. And they're doing a film about the um, uh, the American um, uh, in, in War of Independence. And um, Alan orders to be writing it, you know, and Kane's playing the the British you know general in it, and and Bob Hoskins plays the screenwriter with a you know full on American accent and big grizzly man beard. And um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's been years since I've seen it, but it's, it was you know, probably quite amusing, but they literally went from making that into this film. And, and Hoskins is explaining this all to him. And they show the rehearsal footage of um, the first scene where he sees Kane on the stairs of the hotel. And, but they got these, you know, they must have filmed it in winter. Cause you know, you see him talking outside, they got the hot breath. So it's, yeah. so they're inside wearing these big coats uh, and they both got these big sort of 1980s glasses on, you know, and LC- <laughs> Must, must be blind as bats bless them um but they you know but they go through the scene and of course they act it in costume and they, you know and they do it all great but what's also wonderful about this um behind the scenes footage is you see one of the producers uh george harrison from the oh, beetle yeah. yeah um looking you know trim and um wonderful you know and um and uh, n- another uh, Beatle got a thank you in the credits um you yeah, know special thanks to richard starkey mbe huh. And you see Ringo uh, there when he goes, oh, hello, Mr. Hoskins, how are you? you know, And it's, um, <laughs> it's quite, quite quite wonderful because the people who made um, uh, the George Harrison's company uh, is handmade films. And they only made a, hand, <laughs> a handful of films. <laughs> and um, they uh, initially made the Monty Python films. I think um, yeah. The Knife of Brian was uh, the main one. Yeah, um, I because
1: no... Harrison has a cameo in that.
2: Oh, like, he, yeah, that's very, right. Very yeah. briefly, yeah. Very briefly, yeah. And I think Eric Idle said that, um, you know, they shipped it around the, that Life of Brian to every studio. And um, funny enough, no one wanted to uh, hmm. <laughs> you know give him the, the money to make it. And the only person uh, who was willing to do that was George Harrison. He says, oh, I'll, I'll give him the money. Here you go. And, and, and he, at the time, Eric Idle said, he, George Harrison just bought the most expensive cinema ticket. Because <laughs> he says he only gave him the, gave him the money because he wanted to see the film. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, on the back of that, they made this handmade films company. And they've um, yeah, made some terrific uh, uh, films in that in that time. And, and Longer Friday was obviously one of them. Um, this film, um, only Lisa and then the next film they made was uh, With Now and I, which is um, a very cult British film. Um, you know, uh, I didn't
1: realize that
2: that was by the these <laughs> same people. Oh yeah, no, they they did they they yeah. did a few uh, and a couple of Eric Idle things. Uh, um, uh, one, the one he made actually with um probably called Train. It's called Nuns on the Run.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like an old Ealing comedy style thing where they rob um some money and they have to hide in a convent dressed as nuns. You know, it's it's, 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 it's quite funny. Um, but the, yeah, he he was George. Uh, he obviously had a great eye for or taste you know in, in films and um uh yeah it's just wonderful to see them um in this footage you know uh, uh it just added an extra layer of classiness to the whole you know production really yeah
1: yeah let's talk about michael caine who isn't yeah, really in this doing. all that much like I no. said he shot his his scenes over like a week um yeah but he's really good here it's oh, a really I good like just evil bastard he's real um, it, the yeah.
2: only time i've seen him like yeah. this was in a film again he played a gangster it's called get carter
1: yeah i haven't um, seen that one but I, i'm aware of
2: oh it's, it's good they just yeah. re-released it uh, here actually it's it's um 50th anniversary and they've done a 4k um remaster and scan and it's um and it's not your usual Kane film because he he um said he said this is our new gangsters obviously growing up you know in the east and he says and you know, in films, they're either comedic or they're um, over the top. And he says, all the gangsters I know, none of them were funny and they weren't over the top. But if anything, they were, you know, they underplay it sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And they're always um, keeping you a little bit on edge. And I think in Carter, obviously, it shows in that. And in this film, his character, uh, Denny Mortwell, he, he, he's, um, you know, because he, he says at one point, Denny, it's, it's his birthday and he grabs him round it's my birthday, George. You know, oh yeah, happy birthday! Guess how old I am? You know, and you're thinking he's toying with him, um, but he always wants something. You know, he's he's one of these guys. It's you do as I say or you you're out sort of thing. Um, and there's a great scene in the film where he says, "I want to know what she does." But the Arab character, he says, he says, "Find out what she does." He goes, "Well, I just asked her." He says, "They drink tea," and they sort of, you know, a moment of um, uh, um, angry, just sort of puts his hand on, the, you know, and all these sorts of bottles and things fly off. And he goes, he goes, goes, you know, that's not what I want. You know, I want, you know, something dirty, slimy, kinky, find out, you know. yeah, I don't want to know about tea. <laughs> he's just, And he's frightening. The way he's lit, he's lit from underneath and he looks quite, you know, reptilian almost, you know, because his hair's all sort of slicked back and he's got these sort of veins popping out of his eyes, you know. It's just, this um, is not, you know, you're Michael Kane from, know is alfred you know he's he's, yeah he's he's a world away from that it's Um, sort
1: of right before he's transitioning into like old man michael caine yeah yeah like this is the last gasp of like him where where he can be this kind of you know physically imposing
2: yeah yeah Yeah. no you 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 believe him definitely he's um this time he won an oscar actually wasn't it yeah
1: the the same uh, year for, uh, oh, okay yeah for hannah and her sisters which oh oh
2: yeah because that's because he wasn't at the awards was he he was um filming jaws
1: the yeah. revenge
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i think is quite hilarious he, he, yeah. i think he got like um uh again he, he only did a week's work on the film and got like two million dollars or something for it and yeah i mean it's a great quote he said um i haven't seen the film which um by all accounts is, i hear is terrible but i've seen the house that it's built and it's fantastic <laughs> yeah I love it. <laughs> he's I not going to knock it. But um, yeah, no, he's, he's great to, to do that. And uh, Hannah and her sisters. And um, um, he just went through that period in the 80s. I think he would just taken um, a lot of supporting roles. He was, it wasn't yeah. really doing, starring Michael Caine. It was more bits and bobs. Um, yeah. You know, uh, um, thing But no, he's, he's I can't fault him. He's really, um, thinking, and obviously Hoskins, they were really good friends in real life. And I think. Made about six films together uh, over the I years. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. And they, 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 the other one uh, they, they made, which I think is really good, I think I mentioned it on the last one, um, was Last Orders. Um, and it features all of the, you know, the great actors of, of the 60s. Oh, or yeah. Yeah, I remember
1: you like, talking about that. Yeah,
2: and it's uh, yeah. Kane and Hoskins and Helen Mirren again and uh, uh, Tom Courtney, uh, David Hemmings ray winstone yeah yeah <laughs> played... i think that was how we got on it yeah that's we how, how we got into it yeah, yeah. but that was so again it's another sensitive um performance from uh, hoskins he just really um you know just sells that character Yeah, you know, he's the sort of the heartbeat of the film along with you know kane yeah um, it's it's a really great film i recommend it
1: yeah uh i don't remember where i read this from it could have just been from imdb or it Might have been from the Criterion thing. I I really don't remember. But uh, just that they described Kane's character as, like, uh, how Hoskins has, you know, a little bit trapped in the 70s. He's been in jail for seven years. He's fresh in the world. And Kane has adapted into the, like, fast-talking, sharp-dressing, money-obsessed. Yeah, he's a bit, he's very... uh... Like, he has transformed this sort of low-level crime... Yeah. Thing that he's got going on into he's got a, the greed
2: is good thing going on, isn't he? Yes. The, 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 the the golden gecko mantra, almost. You know, he's yes. um, and uh, know, it's he, just he, the,
1: he the 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 um industry he's chosen to get into is you know underage prostitution. Yeah. That, yeah, that's where he's decided to make his money, and it just makes him all the slimier. That like, oh he, yeah, it is it's me. all the worst parts of eighties hyper capitalist <laughs> culture into just one of the most morally corrupt yeah. things you can do to get money. And, he and he's got the so um, too. He's yeah like, he does, he, yeah. He has he's no he has no remorse about the fact yeah. that this is where his life is led him.
2: It's and, a great moment actually. I just remembered the um when when Hoskins does rescue the the girl who's sort of been abused by this old you assume a lord of some sort, you know, because yeah. uh, Michael the Cain's character calls him Sir. Um, but there's a moment before um, where, um just after um Hoskins is rescued there, and Michael Kane comes in and he says to the guy, he goes, What what would you do to her? Sort of thing. And, like, and he gets quite aggressive, and then he sort of composes himself and he sort of taps him on the shoulder, he goes, uh, be all right, sir, I'll take care of it, you know. So it, it, it's it's very telling that, that's a great character moment because he's just like, you know, he's not this composed guy, he's quite a, a vicious um character, but he, he just sort of knows his place, sort of thing, you know, and he knows he's you know he's making a lot of money from, from this old rich bastard is and um you know he says i'll go and take care of it sort of thing and it's a yeah i just i just remembered that one yes yeah. um, there's so many little beats in it and, and for a really guy awesome. who's not in the film much you feel his presence or thing because he's 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 sort of blowing up. there's another great scene of him in the um uh, there's a famous club in soho the roman review bar which is where he's having his birthday and and all the girls are practicing a dance or something and yeah. um you know that that was and it, and the, and the big hand he sits in there's like a giant hand um that cane sits yeah. in like <laughs> <laughs> it's really ridiculous thing but that was a famous um uh, uh uh club in Soho at the time. Um and what's interesting you know, from my own personal uh perspective you know I I one of my first jobs was in Soho and you know all those sort of streets and in the film it was very sort of run down uh you know sex shops everywhere and 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 you know a bit like I guess how Times Square was in the 70s, you know, that's how yeah. it was um, in the 80s. But but by the time I worked there, a lot of that has sort of gone. They, they they cleaned it up and they became, um, you know, restaurants, you know, Chinese restaurants and Indian restaurants. And, um, you know, no, 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 it's hardly any of that around. They got the original club, I think, still there, but I don't know if it's still, um, still open, the club that they use in the film with the, with the big hand. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a sort of, a time capsule of how, how it was then it was very seedy and very, um, grim. Um, um, oh, can I, can I mention about the, the song in the film? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the, 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 uh, uh cause I thought it was a wonderful song that, you know, you hear Phil Collins start singing his um, Genesis, um, in too deep. And it's, um, more or less played out an entire, entirely. It's like, a, it's almost like a, um intermission in the film. Yeah. Of, um, uh, came, um, hoskins looking around soho for this girl and um you know going in, in, in and out all these seedy places which we just mentioned and um but it's such a great song but and they apparently neil jordan asked phil collins to write a song for the film and of course he gets a credit at the start of the film um uh, but always credited to genesis rather than phil collins um but yeah what a great song i just wanted to say
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been it's a i don't this is. I feel like I don't remember, but I feel like this is a pretty strong year for original song. At the yeah, House I don't House, know if it,
2: but, it obviously um, wasn't nominated because um, yeah, we're uh, here. Him, yes. Yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah, um, it was, it's a real shame because it was. It's a great. Some of the only other film I know that they they use it in is American Psycho, where um. Oh yeah. A, a Patrick Bateman, he's talking to the two prostitutes, and um, before and he's trying to tell them how great this song is. You know, yeah. and about what its true meaning is, and and why they're sort of <laughs> before this debauchery goes on, he's just singing the praises of um, Phil Collins rather than Genesis, which is a bit unfair, really, because it was a Genesis song. But yeah, um, but no, it's it's a it's a great moment, and I, and I, it's very unusual to have a kind of montage um, uh, sorts, I guess, in in that film. You know, have that song um, in the middle of the film, but it's, it it works so well. It just captures for me. It captures that that time and place and that era. And yes, um, it,
1: it's very time capsule in, in the way yeah. it, like it, you just hear the sort of synthish beat Yeah. And then it's a, it's, it's great. Yeah. It hasn't
2: dated too much though the song. It's not like a, um
1: Yeah, it's not too dated, but it definitely does set it in a certain time and place. Yes. That, that's absolutely um yeah.
2: But I just wanted to give it a shout out because it's, yeah. it's, it's a really cool song. It is um, a good um, moment
1: and a good yeah. song. Yeah. Uh speaking to the other song that's used uh, frequently in the movie yeah. and in, including in the title. Uh, the title we did mention it a little bit mona lisa by nat yeah. king cole yeah what do you think of that as the title of the movie like where where do you think that sort of plays in
2: well again um I mean, they might explain it in the criterion um uh, thing but I, the way i interpret it is 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 uh, from it's almost like ca- um hoskins character is seeing this well you know um like the painting Mona Lisa and and the song Mona Lisa, I think the song is describing um, something sort of so beautiful and things that something he can't have. And I think it's, you know, from Hoskins perspective, it's it's his relationship with Simone almost in a nutshell before he's even met her. It's the song is describing their future relationship. And um, I think that's, you know, ultimately that's, that's what it is now. It's it's, this interesting title for for a film because it's um, she, she kind of represents that. Um, Yeah you know, character. Yeah. Um, okay. What do you think
1: Oh, I, I'm, I'm just sort of pulling this uh, interpretation, not from my own uh, mind, but oh. from... So this is from the uh, publicity synopsis for when the movie was released. It is, uh, uh, the, t- the meaning and relevance of the title is, I'm pulling this straight from IMDb, by the way, quote, a film about a song, about a painting, about a woman, about men and the images they make of women, the stories they need to tell themselves to keep them mystic, unfathomable, anything but real. So, yeah, I think you're kind of spot on about how it's sort of like a. Yeah. You know, keeping her as this idealized, perfect, you know, vision yeah. of a person rather than a, 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 the actual complex person that he comes to find that she is yeah. and has to sort of grapple with. Uh, and then also yeah. from the Criterion essay, uh, Neil Jordan said that, like, he wanted to make, even before he knew that this was the movie he wanted to make, he knew that he wanted to make a movie about, uh, quote, the total and absolute gap of understanding between a man and a woman. So just like, that's sort of what this movie's getting at. It's about the very different gender dynamics of what it is to live as a man versus to live as a woman and how uh, we interact with each other from that. It's a very complex relationship to gender and presentation. And that's obviously something that Neil Jordan would revisit a lot in his career with stuff like the crying game uh, oh, yeah. depending on how well you think that movie handles it or not uh there are differing opinions for sure uh,
2: yes there is i mean that's got another ending which i guess we can't you know yeah discuss uh or spoil really but yeah. i think it, it it had it was kind of spoiled because of the um the how is how the actor was no, well, yeah. It, nominated it, it, was in the, the, yeah yeah it was in a yes. you know, different category i suppose it was um Uh, Yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, It's been years since I've seen Crying Game, actually. Yeah. Um, But um, it's. um, But yeah, no, that's that's sounds. You know, it's a great sort of description. You know, I mean, it's it kind of does explain um, his intentions as a writer, and uh, you know, and as a director, I think he's got a a, a terrific um, visual flair as well. Yeah. Um, The 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 film he made before this was The Company of Wolves, which is kind of like a take on the horror genre, but it's his own take on it it's not quite a, it's not quite typically horror um it's in sort of little story forms isn't it and um and i think this is kind of his take on the whole sort of crime genre he, he does play around a lot with um uh, you
1: know
2: yeah, yeah. conceptions of of, of what gender you know, sexuality and, and, yeah,
1: yeah yeah he's in a very interesting yeah. career i haven't seen a ton from him but like he does a few movies after this and then the crying game is like him going back you know, he, he worked in Hollywood a bit and uh, didn't like his experiences there, and he went back yeah. and, and did the Crying Game, and that sort of you know. He re- did the End of the affair, I think.
2: Was the, the yeah? The, the, they got a lot of awards and nominations, did it? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, and, and like in between there, he does like Interview with the Vampire and Michael Cole.
2: Oh, yeah, my, my it's a story from my from my dad. I I don't know if you want to use it. You might want to cut it out. I don't know, but it's it's. <laughs> My dad, uh, as I say, he was a taxi driver at the time, and he picked up Stephen Ray, who was huh. um, in making an interview with a vampire, and um, and my dad says, "Oh yeah," he says, "Yeah, well, how's that going?" He says, "Oh, he says, oh, you know, he says Irish." He says, "Ah, oh, it's going great," but he says, "But well, these two American guys, uh, you know, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, and you know, for, for what it would take most actors to do, like you know, half a day, he says for them it takes like two days, three days." He says, "He says I don't know what it is about acting that they just don't understand." <laughs> You know, oh, it, you know they want to be lit a certain way or say a certain way, so they kind of got too much control for an actor. Whereas the, the director should be, um, the one to say, right, I want you know, this, this, this. So, um, yeah, he didn't speak most favor- favorably of um, Cruz and Pitt. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's a good story, though. But he did say, yeah, he did say, you know, he says, he says, he says, he says you know, if we did it, filmed it, uh, as not, you know, we would have been finished by now, but I think it was running a bit over budget, I think thing at the time. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's picked up some interesting um, uh, uh, actors, some great actors. I mean, Christ, um, uh, his most famous one, uh, uh, Paul Newman, yeah, I picked up. Uh, yeah, it was in the sort of early nineties, I guess, and um, they were they were over here uh, um, to, to they, it might, he was taking them to see the the the, the play version of the Madness of King George, I think, and. Um, and, and, and he's there with Joe and Woodward And um, he asked my dad a question He says, oh, who was, who's, because it was around the time of Wimbledon Tennis, and he says, oh, who's who's um, who, who won the games today or something You know, my dad says, oh, it's uh, Agassi Or Sampras, and he says, you know, and he says Oh, so who do you think is going to win the whole thing And he said, my dad's like, oh, well, um, Agassi Totally, he's like, he's going to win, and he goes, nah, kid Sampras <laughs> 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 he, says, he says, trust me You know, like that, and, and, it's, and my dad's You know, he's not the type of guy to get stage so stroke, but he's like he's the you know, his his hero basically in the cab and yeah, who and wouldn't got, be? Got the is... this exchange, yeah. yeah. And he said, What a cool guy, but what a immensely shy guy he was, very yeah shy and um um you know couldn't sort of look him in the eye sort of thing. You know, he's very, very shy but but what a very genuinely nice guy he was. No yeah. pretensions or or anything. He's they seem like a normal sort of happily married couple and um yeah. Yeah, it was it was a real uh, his you know ultimate honor to, to 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 pick him up. That's that's his most famous one, I think. Yeah, um, uh,
1: that's a great story too, and yeah. uh, we'll talk <laughs> about Paul Newman a little bit more in a little yes. bit coming up. But yes, we will, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a lovely story. Um, but yeah, hmm. just uh, Neil Jordan has had a very interesting career. Uh, he has, yeah. I, yeah. I, the last, they're not all—they're not all you know not necessarily great but like they're not all movies you've heard of there's a lot no. of stuff in here that is uh uh kind of nothing uh, that's in, probably in the most commercial and i think
2: wasn't it with the interview with the vampire it's, yeah um, the, the, uh, the, thing, uh, the last thing i saw uh, he did a tv series of the the Borges.
3: yeah um, which, i've heard which, of
2: that, I've heard that um before. unfortunately got pulled at the last minute I, I can't remember the studios who were making it but they promised him a four series deal and they only May three and um they pulled the plug on it um thing so he asked them for a uh still he said a, t- a two-hour special to wrap everything up and they said no um so he just released the script online about this is what well, this is what would have happened but it's a real shame because he had it was a quite a good production really good actors and jeremy irons is you know this corrupt pope uh
3: Ooh, that's always good. <laughs> with,
2: oh, with, with you know drinking and. Uh, women and stuff you know what things you expect from you know uh, uh, the pope in those days you know yeah it was classic stuff classic classic pope stuff it was <laughs> it was it was, it was, it was, it was he, in and with his you know beautiful uh addiction jeremy irons you know all these sort of um uh obscenities and things he has to say it's um it was it was a really great show I, and i have no idea who, um well, they cut it, but they just got cold free, I guess, and they didn't, um, didn't pursue it to the end. It's a real shame, but I don't think he's done anything since uh, Neil Jordan. Um, uh, he's
1: done a little bit. He did uh, Greta, that movie with Isabel okay. Huppert and Chloe Moretz that oh, right. I don't know much of anything about, but I've heard it's interesting. Yeah. Seen, and then yeah, he's, got, he's got one coming out next year. That is a uh, Philip Marlowe adaptation, the, uh, oh, the okay. Raymond Chandler character, with oh, yeah, Chandler. Liam Neeson is playing Philip Marlowe.
2: Oh, really? <laughs>
1: yeah, and it also has uh, Diane Kruger, Jessica Lange, Adewale Akinoye Agbaje uh, from Lost and Oz, yeah, uh, yeah. Alan Cumming, and Danny Houston, and a couple other people.
2: Wow, that's a strong cast. Yeah. It, wow, Liam uh, Neeson is uh, Raymond Chandler. That's, um. That's that's quite 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 amazing because the, the the I rewatched um, Elliot Gould's one, you know, the, the Long Goodbye, and he yeah. plays um, uh, Philip Marlowe, and it's um, yeah, quite quite uh, that that really holds up well, you yeah, know, it, it the, sure the, does. The, the, the 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 Robert Altman style direction, the overlapping you know dialogue, um, and and the use of the one song is the Long Goodbye, and it's just but it's just played like um, over and over again, but different variations of it like john williams wrote the song i think and then you had always you have a jazz version of it and then a classical version of it and then a mariachi mexican band version of it at one point and it's just it's this you didn't, didn't realize it was the same song but but you know when he's in the supermarket he's playing like an music yeah. version yeah you that's know? good um yeah wow, wow i had no idea Wow. I, I, yeah. I look forward to that
1: yeah it's a it's just called marlo at least, you know, and it's a, scheduled <laughs> it's a pretty solid 20- title yeah it's a scheduled for 2023 so be on the lookout oh, wow, for wow. it. It has the like that's a good cast, Neil Jordan doing. You yeah, know, I mean,
2: if, like, if Neeson gets you know a nomination and it's just him, then maybe we can come back and discuss it.
1: It could be, <laughs> it, could be. it very well might happen. Who, who's to say at this point? Who's to say? Yeah, um, oh, one other thing that I wrote down here, uh, this made in 1999, uh, uh the uh, British Film Institute did a list of the 100 best British films, and this uh, made the list at number 67. Oh, wow. Uh, Excellent. And then, at least according to Wikipedia, the actor that shows up most on the list, like that's in the most movies, is Alec Guinness. And Michael Caine shows up uh, the most of any living actor. He's in seven movies on this list. Oh, amazing. I didn't write out a full game for it, but do you want to try and guess what the, the the other six, other than Mona Lisa?
2: Oh, okay. Um, what so What in the top ten? You mean uh,
1: the the hundred best British films of the twentieth uh, century?
2: So, um, I'm guessing Get Carter must be one. Yep, that's one of them. Um, and uh, Zulu maybe. Yep,
1: that's yeah. Okay.
2: One of them. Um, Alfie has to yep, be in there. Yep. Um, oh, this is a good game. Nice one, Gordon. Um, the, uh, the Italian Job maybe yep. oh, wow really? yeah so far uh, you are
1: uh four for four you only have two four more for four. Oh,
2: good wow, what a what a great uh thing um <laughs> um educating rita yep yeah and, and the it, last
1: w- one i don't know if i would have been able to pull that he was in this one because i don't really know much about the movie
2: is it an ensemble piece
1: uh let me see i i truly know very little about it he appears to be the lead uh Huh. it's a spy movie.
2: Oh, uh, the file the file Yep. yeah, yeah. What a great film! That that's the that's his. Um, uh, I, I think Zulu was his uh film debut, and the file oh, was yeah. his first um his first lead in a film. And um, you know, and at the time it was it was a spy film, but it's uh it was made in the the hype of the Bond era, yeah. and they made it as the anti Bond. He he he's the complete opposite to. Sean Connery in every way. He wears glasses. Um, he, 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 um, he 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 cooks, which is uh, he, he said at the time. You know, he says the <laughs> film producer says, "Oh, what, why have we got him cooking for the girl? It should be the other way round." You know, and all this sort of thing. And 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 um, I mean, he likes the ladies. That's that's this other thing. He's always got a bit of him and Bond. They got that in common. You know, yeah. always, um thing. But he was, um, you know, he wasn't rich. He was uh, having to put money in the electricity meter to keep the power going you know he, he wasn't um he didn't have a fancy car or anything you know getting the bus and everything it was um it was a more realistic version of a of a spy um i but yeah it it's a great film i recommend it it's um um that, that, that could definitely do with the criterion uh yeah uh, treatment you know cool we'll um, oh, wow. so, I i'll Wow. So i get more then
1: yeah because the other one oh. was mona lisa so yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh good old michael yeah no he's made yeah. Some, Give me sure. him he's, he's always yeah, Imani's you know, made some great films in Hollywood, but I like the fact he still comes back and, um, you know, makes a great film. You know, I, the, one of the last uh, great ones he made was uh, Harry Brown. Um,
1: oh, I remember. It's vaguely... a vigilante
2: style yeah. thing. It's a bit like Death Wish, but it was, um, I remember seeing it at cinema uh, when it came out. Uh, it was probably about 10 years ago when it was, um, it was a, yeah, a multiplex cinema. I didn't expect um, it to be, to be uh, full up, but it was packed. And it was packed with uh, people of Michael Caine's generation. Then, you know, a lot of old, there's you know, a sea of grey hair in front of me, um, but mixed with um, a lot of young people, you know, all the hoodies and everything. Yeah. Um, so it's a great thing. So it had, had elements of both in the film as well. And it was, and I thought, you know, the, the age he was then in his you know, 70s, it was, um, you know, he's still pulling them in. He could put his name above the title of a film and could still draw an audience. I thought, you know, and that's a um, great testament to his, longevity is an accent you know
1: oh yeah um, yeah yeah um, he I'll, has had a very strong career
2: yeah yeah and absolutely and i'm sure he'll pop up in the latest nolan film you know i think his, uh, yeah i think he's good he's luck mascot those, really isn't he
1: yeah he's one of those like 70 people that have been announced for oppenheimer yeah yeah yeah. they haven't yeah. announced
2: him yet but he'll 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 be, he'll be there he'll be he'll there. there somewhere yeah, yeah. I, I hope so bless him because he's 88 89 yeah uh, he's getting up there but yeah, he's, he's,
1: he's, up. he's not slowing down he keeps showing
2: no up. no he's, he's he's gonna catch clint up i think uh I think he's, he's like 92 and he's still yeah uh, uh, making films so uh, yeah good on him you know if it's what well, if it's what they love then um you know who are we to say they should stop you know <laughs> yeah i was just i just remembered um just on the uh, um you mentioned the bfi um i i remember seeing bob hoskins there um, I, I was going to mention this to you at the start because it was um, it was a anniversary screening of the Long Good Friday, and um, he was there and he came out at the end of the film to talk about it. And um, no, I just want to say, like, you know how how cool he was, you know, how well, um, no sides to him, you know. You can ask me anything you want, you know. It was that sort of um, evening, you know. And it's I think it's on YouTube somewhere. You'll probably find it probably hear me laughing in the background you know <laughs> i'll have was, to
1: i'll have to think that was, out yeah
2: the one I was, actually I, I saw him a couple of times but actually the second time i saw him this girl i knew worked for columbia films um and they have an office in london and he was in this terrible jennifer lopez film <laughs> made <laughs> in manhattan which i don't recommend gordon <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's absolutely awful and he's in it is playing a, a a very well-spoken butler i think he's trying to yeah, he's watched Anthony Hopkins do it in Remains of the Day and trying to copy it and it's not not very good. But they um I went to the premiere, which if you've never been to a film premiere, is it was the only one I've been to, but um you walk up to the, the sort of red carpet, you have to get there early before the um, the famous people get there. And um and I just about scraped in with the, this girl. We just about got in and, and you know all the paparazzi lights are flashing and um, people screaming, you know, uh, um, you know, and, and it's, um, but when you go into your seat and it was at the big Odeon in Leicester square in London, um, you can watch on the big screen, you can see who's arriving. So in the, in the car, you know, Ray Fine's come out, he was in it and, uh, Bob Hoskins and, um, Natasha Richardson, God bless her. Um, she, she, she was there. And then of course, Jennifer Lopez was there. She was she was going out with Ben Affleck, um, at the time, but he wasn't there, but, um, they made such a big thing about it you know when when she arrived he says oh sorry ben says his best and i was just like why she?" you, <laughs> well, you know, talking about ben affleck um but he it was it was great he got up on stage basically and they did a little pre-interview and he said um you know uh uh why, why did you choose this film and mr holskins he goes well he says i talked to my kids he says i've been offered this script and it stars this um, you know, the thing and, and the kids look at it and go, Oh, daddy, J Lo's in it. you got to be jelly He goes, Who, who the hell's J Lo? <laughs> Who's he then? You know, no, it's not he, it's like some rap star. He goes, No, no, it's Jennifer Lopez. He goes, Oh, right, yeah, she's a singer, isn't she? He goes, Yeah, no one no, she's an actress now, you know. So <laughs> he says, The only reason I did it is to keep your kids quiet. That's um, good. so uh, I guess they were there and they got to meet her and everything. And um, thing, but um, yeah, what, what I love about him is he just, he's just how he is in the, in the films, uh, things, you know, it's, um, cause I think every actor has a, an element of themselves in the characters they play. Ie, uh, Jack Nicholson or Michael Caine yeah. to a point, um, you know, they don't fully immerse themselves like, you know, De Niro back in the day or, um, Gary Oldman used to, you know, it's, um,
3: yeah,
2: you know, they, 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 they always keep an element of themselves. And I think with Hoskins, that's more than the case, you know, he's, he's, um, that, that's pretty much who he was. He was this kind of larger than life, you know, geezer from London, as they say, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Where are we up to? Uh, anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, uh, do you have anything? <laughs> uh, we mentioned uh, the rest of the cast for Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, I'm, I'm sidetracking fun. too much. I'm oh, sorry. no, you're totally fine. You're fine. i <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, Robbie Coltrane is fun. Uh, yeah, Robbie's was, great. Yeah, it was nice seeing Clark Peters show up as the, uh, yeah. the other... Pimp, like the yeah. sort of second hand guy to uh yeah, they're, they're, the one that yeah, actually was, runs.
2: That was a pleasant surprise. Uh yeah, for yeah. The Wire and um Treme. Yeah, he's, he's 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 great. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Pretty uh, He only has like he has the one scene where he steps out uh, after Hoskins leaves the, the scene and is like he asks yeah. for the payment. I don't think he has any other lines of dialogue. He's just sort he of he's quite physically, physically often, Yeah. So he's <laughs> Chasing mm-hmm. after them, uh, slashes Hoskins's arm yeah. with a uh, razor.
2: Uh, he's chasing after them, as a, The lift is. Um, that scene was really down. intense. Yeah. where
1: or he's chasing them down as the elevator is going down. And yeah, then, it's quite fine
2: in moment for him. I mean, you can see the yeah. terror in his face a uh, uh, little bit, but he sort of like, just barking back like a like a like a like a dog. You <laughs> Hoskins yeah. like come on in, you know. It's yeah, just, it's wonderful to see him in mean, it. I had no idea um, it was him till you know all These years later, I know that now I know who he is, sort of thing. Uh,
1: as far as other elements of the movie, I think it's, it's a well edited movie. I I really mm. appreciated some of the editing, like especially in that elevator sequence where it's yeah, cutting very quickly, but it's not too quick to that you yeah. can like see what's going on. Um,
2: yeah, and, and the uh, cinematography as well. The yes. uh, Roger Pratt, uh, um, he, he did a lot of Terry Gilliam stuff, he uh, um, uh time bandits i think you did in brazil 12 monkeys um and, uh, and the original um tim burton batman because you know that had a real um realistic look in a way yeah. you know the, 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 and that's what the um that's what this film had i think yeah.
1: i also i really liked uh i mentioned it a little bit but the uh the costume design i think is really fun here and it's re- yeah. it's really good contemporary design like like you said a lot of like a lot of that even comes up in the text of the movie. Like they're commenting on yeah. how weird these outfits look on Hoskins. And yeah. uh, uh, Simone gives him some money to go buy new clothes. And he gets yeah. like, like a red sort of leather jacket. A leather jacket wine shirt. shirt.
2: And she and said, all that's missing is the, your, your gold medallion. And he goes, oh, here it is. You know he
1: pulls <laughs> one out. He's already wearing one. Of yeah. course um, he is.
2: You know? But yeah. like...
1: All that stuff, and then the suits that he ends up getting, yeah. and all the different dresses and corsets and everything that they have yeah. thrown in are gorgeous. Uh, There's like a gold dress at one point when they are up in her oh, home. Yeah, no, she, she wore some
2: great, great, great things. You know, even what I liked about her when she was, um, she still looked great when she was um, dressed down. There's a scene where yeah. she's um, kind of in normal clothes, you know, and, and, and no, no makeup, but she still looked absolutely gorgeous. You know, she was, yeah, uh, carried herself really amazing.
1: Yeah, the way that these characters carry themselves, uh, I think, is is really important to selling the dynamics. Like, like I said, Hoskins is very clearly shorter than everyone he shares the screen uh, shares the screen with, yeah. and that like that makes sense for you know Coltrane and Kane. Like, he is in one way or another subordinate to them uh, i guess in their friendship or work relationship but the the decision to cast someone taller than hoskins also for the simone role i think is intentional and sells a lot of their dynamic and she does carry herself like very you know very confidently even in even in scenes where she is scared or worried for her well-being she still has a confident air about her yeah that that's just another of the many facets that make these performances work so well with so absolutely yeah no no you're quite
2: you're quite right no she um you know that she didn't have to be a name you know she didn't have to be a a established actress but it it, it worked for the film because you we i believed her as as the character and, and yeah well i know it's hoskins but you know again you believe him you know it's um it's not like a, a world away where you have to really use your imagination to um, think of these characters in the world, you know, the, 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 they, they're quite believable, you know, you could easily sort of bump into them in, the, in real exactly. life.
1: <laughs> do you have anything else to say about the rest of the movie or do you want to move on and talk about the Oscars?
2: Um, no, I think we,
1: um,
2: <laughs> quite, 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 pretty much most of it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a, without actually spoiling it i think we've done pretty well <laughs> yeah yeah there's still plenty that we there's, there's uh, a lot, yeah.
1: that we didn't talk about so if somehow by now you still haven't seen the movie but want to once again pause the episode go watch the movie come back yeah, yeah, it, it's come it's back. it is worth a watch
0: the nominees are bob honksman Bob Hoskins is the nominee for Best Actor in Mona night. Lisa. You know, in
1: my... So, uh, before we talk about these precursors, I should probably explain to the listeners what they just heard for the transition audio. Because uh, this is a, an, an interesting sort of moment that, uh, where there was a bit of a technical difficulty. Where So th- uh, this is Betty Davis is announcing Best Actor. Uh, it's the last award of the night before Best Picture, so, you know, th- they've wheeled her out and she's gotten this grand introduction with a montage of some of her older films and, like, the score from Now Voyager is playing. And she comes out and she does her little spiel and uh, they start playing the clips. And she introduces Bob Hoskins. And they put... Pl- uh, or, no, the clip plays and she says Bob Hoskins. And then they start playing the clip for Dexter Gordon, who's nominated for Round midnight. And Betty Davis realizes that she forgot to say the movie Hoskins was nominated for. So she interrupts that clip to say, Bob Hoskins is the nominee for Mona Lisa. And then from that, the producer just cut her mic. And so the rest of the clips just played as they were. And she didn't, they just didn't let her announce them. So that's why you only heard just then, uh, Betty Davis saying Bob Hoskins and then uh, none of the others but i promise there were other nominees.
2: Uh, it's kind of apt that she said that one as we're talking about it you know. Yes, she, I, I was thank,
1: i was thankful that she got in the one that i needed <laughs> that i that there is still something for me to talk for me to insert there. Thank you uh, Betty Davis. <laughs> yes. Um and it, it is kind her. of yeah. It's kind of a lovely clip to go back and watch because uh it ends up going to Paul Newman for the color of money and he wasn't there. So Robert Wise, who was the president of the Academy comes out to accept for him. Uh, But Betty Davis interrupts him too, to introduce (laughs) Robert Wise, even though he's just been introduced and it's, it's great. Go go check it out. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's very sweet seeing these two old legends uh, coming together and talking. Yeah. It's just, you know, technical difficulties are always fun.
2: Oh, absolutely! No, God, God, bless her. I know she um, had had a stroke or something uh, yes. before the, the. i read in the comments because I usually, um, I know you play these bits on the um, on your podcast, and I, so I thought, well, I'll let me look for it, and it wasn't on the um, official sort of Oscars site, and I sort of someone had uploaded it, and and I know on the Oscars site they sometimes cut out the um, when they announce the film, they play a bit clip of the film um, that they they. Um, obviously edit that for, for for copyright reasons or something but obviously someone uploaded it with the actual clip so isn't it interesting to see the clip they chose for um Lisa. Lisa? yeah you know, of them having a row in the car and him turning on the nat king cole song and um all the while bett trying to talk over the yeah <laughs> the, you know thing yeah. the, the, the film so it's um yeah it was interesting to see the clips they chose um but uh but yeah, looking at the uh, fellow nomina- nominations, um, I've seen them all except for um, William Hartz.
1: I I before this, I had only seen The Color of Money, so I oh. I, I I didn't get a chance to watch Salvador. Uh, I, w- yeah, if, I a... the, if I had the time, I would have. But it was like, you know, it's already James Woods, and uh, it's two hours, and it's Oliver Stone, and it yeah. seems very you know just. It's, this is maybe the one I can sit out if I if I need to. And I, yeah, it's,
2: I mean it's it's a tough watch. It's even tougher to watch than um, Mona Lisa, from what I remember. You know, the um, the, the, the scenes like with, with you know nuns and massacres and things. It's it's, yeah. it's very raw, um, and it's very um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of a stone sort of. I think it was made uh, just before he made Platoon. You know, it was, it's sort of, I think he counts counts it as his first film. Anyway, I had a book years ago, where someone lent me and it's uh, um, hopefully you can still get it. And it's called directors. Might, it's called my first film where a lot of big directors get together and they talk about how they made their first film and, and Mike Lee's in it and Steven Soderbergh and stuff. And uh, Oliver Stone chose this because he technically he made two films before it, but one was like a, a hammy horror thing, which had Michael Caine, I've called The Hand. <laughs> Um, uh, about a horror thing where a guy loses his hand and the hand kills people. It's a bit like the thing at the Adams Family, you know. <laughs> um, but that was just for money. I think he just did that for cash. So he he counted Salvador as his first film. But it's um, if from what I remember, it's a, it's it's good, but it's it's tough. Um, yeah. and James Woods, you know, very intense um actor, uh, in it. And um, but yeah, that's I do remember that one. But no, I I didn't I saw saw um. Uh, obviously, Paul Newman, the Color of Money, you know, the, yeah. um, he's a cool guy. We know he's a cool guy, and we were. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but obviously, that, that was a sequel to The Hustler, um, which I guess um, would have been the better film to win for. Um, yes, yeah,
1: it's, it's weird that this is his only win.
2: Yeah, because I've picked up on it. He won a uh, um, an Oscar from the Academy, like a fellowship Oscar or or Lifetime Oscar yeah, or something. The, the before. Yeah, the Lifetime Four. Yeah. Yeah so he already got an oscar the year before and now he wins um best actor I, I and um i know sometimes the academy do that they 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 award you an oscar not necessarily for the film you should have won for um but it's it's um you know they they award you like a like oh you know, we know you didn't win for the that main film but you deserve one so here you go and i think that's what the current money was yeah because um, i'm not you know it's not a bad performance but he he gave a much better one a few years before in the verdict i think that's the oh film yeah
3: he,
2: that's the film he should have won for um i think gandhi won that year the K- kingsley funny enough
3: hey it um,
2: comes back. yeah he, he all comes around full circle yeah um but um but yeah uh you know i'm not knocking them you know he, d- he deserves it but um,
1: yeah but, it, it is a bit of a makeup win just yeah. and like as we'll get into in a second when why we'll he didn't we'll attend, attend i
2: suppose he didn't attend because he thought well hoskins has swept the board right
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i'll get into it in a second like newman really didn't win much of anything in the lead up uh no but uh yeah we we can we can talk about the field before we get into that uh just because we're on it now um yeah what do you think of dexter gordon in round midnight
2: i i saw this film um you you know when i was at uh, college you know it was on um, tv one night and um you Know and I knew of the director and the, and the subject, and I knew some of the, the, the music because my dad's quite a big jazz buff as well, so I kind of grew up with it. Um, and um, yeah, it's 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 great, it, it feels real, you know. He's not a, an actor per se, but uh, um, I you know, I was totally with the character and very sympathetic towards him, and uh, particularly the you know, him drinking, you know, he, that's all he could say in French was Van Rouge, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just red wine all the time. Um, but yeah, I, I, um personally I loved it you know I think that's another great criterion as well they did yeah I, think um, so. I hope you're not sponsored by a criterion you know if he was he'd you, be <laughs> making it making a few bucks you know yeah um but no he uh, personally I think it was it was really good he deserved a nomination at least because it's it felt real and I think that's what acting should do you should a be entertained and b it should feel um if it moves you and and uh, you're affected by it and you're entertained by it then um you know, Hector's done his job. I think.
1: Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't love the movie. I think it, it was. Yeah. Maybe a bit slow uh, and hard
2: to it's sort of been, connect it's with. Since I seen it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, it, it, it was a bit.
2: Um, tough it's Scorsese's in it, right? Yeah,
1: Scorsese shows up at the yeah. end, and he, he yeah. was. He was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. I maybe need to give it another watch to sort of let it. Yeah, maybe I should let, it, I, let it settle. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I don't know. I I thought he was very interesting very ca- it was very unlike you know anything i've ever seen because he's not a professional actor he was a professional uh jazz musician yeah you know, and, you know, and i think he was quite quite film. ill
2: the the time um he made it i mean he looks very sort of frail yeah um <clears throat> in the film but it's uh, it's still a great uh for, for I member but like i say we're going back a quite a few years uh <laughs> a bit like yourself maybe i should revisit it
1: yeah um. yeah i i didn't dislike it I also didn't love it. It's a very strange nomination. It's a very strange performance. Mm. But I get I like I get where it's coming from. I as a yeah. nomination as yeah, a, as an exercise in acting.
2: It's... Was there another um um actor from that year you think should have uh, perhaps been in the place?
1: Uh, uh... Before we do that, I, I I just want to briefly touch on okay, the straight. nominee, which is a uh, William Hurt yeah. for, for uh, Children of a Lesser God.
2: Which yeah, that's the one I haven't seen, but it's uh...
1: it's not a bad movie. Uh, Marley Matlin is really good in it. Uh, Hurt is okay, but he's you know he, he's not. I mean, he's the lead more so than her in a way, right. but like I don't know, he's not doing anything super special in that. It's right. more just we liked the movie, so here's a nomination, William Hurt. Uh, he's, he's, he was
2: a, uh, he passed away recently, but um, yes. he was a terrific actor, I always thought, yeah. but you know, he's always very good in films. and yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of an interesting year for Best Actor in general, just because yeah. like when you look at the Best Picture nominees, the only one that actually gets a Best Actor nominee is Children of a Lesser God, and he probably didn't have... Much of a shot at winning because he had just won the year before, and it's tourist
2: accident tourist.
1: No, uh, 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 Kiss of the Spider
2: Woman, okay. Oh, sorry, excuse me, yeah, that's it, yeah,
1: yeah that's a, a couple years after that, yeah.
2: Um, I'm, I'm getting yeah, mixed up, yeah, yeah, Kiss of yes, of course, um, of course, but
1: like these, the, the other people that were in contention are it's it's like. Paul Hogan won the Golden Globe for comedy for Crocodile Dundee, but like, is that going to actually happen? Probably not. (laughs) Uh, Probably not like Charlie Sheen for Platoon, even though that's the best picture winner. Yeah,
2: Uh, He was good in that. Uh, Yeah.
1: There's like uh, Jeremy Irons and Robert De Niro in The Mission, but those probably like split the vote in a way. And then like outside of that, it's these ones and then like, jeff goldblum for the fly gets a few critics picks but that okay. seems way outside of what the academy is actually going to go for okay uh, and then just like a bunch of movies that haven't really held up or like that they don't really not that they don't exist but the, the, they're not really the movies we talk about
2: um, No, I, the, the, do you know actually uh, now you mentioned the mission actually you think why what the hell didn't that win more uh awards you know the the, the particularly uh, de niro and uh, irons you know like say i, I guess it would have spit that if you like who was the better um actor but i think yeah it's one of de niro's best films personally i think that's um really terrific actually there's a, it reminds me of um connection to bob hoskins i don't know if you got i can squeeze it in um do you know about the the untouchables story with bob hoskins i don't um so apparently um um brian de palma he tells his story on conan you'll probably find it uh, okay. on youtube but uh, brian de palma who made the untouchables um sent hoskins the script for the untouchables to play al capone um and um and he said you know have a look at this and of course he read it and said this is terrific yeah count me in and he says well uh there's a kind of you know a uh, thing that goes with this is it's, it's basically um i'm not offering you the role but uh, he says but well, you sent me the script he says yeah no i am but it's basically I'll, I'll be honest with you we want de niro um but he's just finishing up the mission or, or, or angel heart or something you know and so he's got the long hair and the the, 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 the beard and everything. And um, so he says, but if we can't get De Niro, would you be kind enough to clear a time in your schedule for whatever the date was and, and be in the film? He says, uh, all right, yeah, fine. You know, um, you know you're, you're a good director. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be happy to to do that, whatever, you know. And so, and then a few weeks later, you uh, got a, a check in the post from Brian Palmer in a note. And it was a check for $200,000. And it said, um, we've got De Niro. Thanks for being a standby. Love Brian, <laughs> love Brian De Palma. And so he says, he wrote him back saying, dear Brian, thanks very much for, uh, you know, happy to do it. He says, if there are any other films you're making you don't want me to be in, just let me know. <laughs> 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 to send the money, you know, I'll be more That's than happy to take them, you know,
1: That's
2: so um, so yeah, because this, apparently the studio, I think it was Paramount, they were very um, anxious about having De Niro play, Capone, because it was as I say, around the mission time, and he, and he didn't look like Al Capone. Yeah, and Brian Palmer said, "Look, I know Nero. Give him some time. If we get him, you know, he'll put some weight on and lose the hair and everything, and the and the, and the clothes, and um, you know, and the guy no 'No, let's just get Bob Hoskins. He looks like Al Capone. <laughs> you know, we can because we can, because he made the Cotton Club a few years before, um, which is you know an underrated Coppola film, you know, um, and he he was a sort of gangster in that with." Um, again, a very tall actor, you know, obviously everyone's taller than Bob Hoskins, yeah. but, um, Fred Gwynn, who was Herman Munster. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, what a combination those two had, they were like two of the bosses and you got him up there and Bob down there and, um, but what fantastic dynamic they had in the film. It's, it's a bit of a, um, it's a bit of a mess of a film, but it's worth revisiting. You know, I think everyone expected it to be another Godfather, but it, it wasn't that, but it was in a way it was better that it wasn't, um, you know, Richard Gere in it, um, playing the trumpet. <laughs> so yeah. The, the thing is, it's, it's worth revisiting. But it's, um, yeah, again, it's Bob. Yeah. Uh, coming back to Bob Hoskins again. Um, right
1: um, but yeah, so, uh, like we said, this is kind of a weird year for Best Actor. Uh, yeah. Especially because, like we also said, <laughs> Bob Hoskins wins pretty much everything. Exactly yeah honestly. i couldn't like, believe this i couldn't like agree. when you look at basically every major uh precursor that exists as far as industry and critics the only one that doesn't go to hoskins is a uh, national board of review and they uh, ended up voting for paul newman oh uh, they did uh, oh,
2: okay
3: well
1: and so this all starts at Cannes. uh the movie plays in competition uh, the palm door ends up actually going to the mission um but Hoskins in a tie wins best actor at Cannes tied with a Michelle Blanc for Minaj. Okay. Um, and then just looking at the others, the golden globes, uh, I'll, I'll go through everything he won and then we'll go through them all individually for everything else. So he wins best actor at the golden globes at BAFTA, at the national society of film critics at the New York film critics and the Los Angeles film, Los Angeles film critics, and also Boston and London and Kansas city film critics. So like, all of the major critics groups, a couple other, you know, not as major, but still important critics groups, and every industry award goes to Hoskins. And uh, so <laughs> you can imagine, he, yeah, you can imagine he probably went into this night assuming that he was going to win and it ends up yeah. going to Newman anyway.
2: Now now I see that, you see that clip of him in the audience It's um, and he's kind of like smiling you're thinking, oh yeah, this, is, this, could, this could be it, you know. It would have been interesting if he had won and how he would have handled... Davis, you know? yeah, I wonder which would she have given him the Oscar straight away, or just sort of you know, he was carried the on doing a doing thing, you know. But um, no, it's, it's a shame, and, and and also, this was his only Oscar nomination, right? Yes, uh, he was, I believe, like, ex- like
1: this was kind of weird to read in Inside Oscar just because it seems like it was not really a thing, but he was apparently expected to get a nomination for Roger Rabbit, like. Wow, it's... like like the way that that uh, and this is a a year that i'll talk about eventually because i'm doing stand stand and deliver which did get nominated but um mm-hmm. the sort of the predictions at the time were it's going to be the five h's it's going to be hoffman hanks hackman uh hoskins and hurt for the accidental tourist right. and then it, it, they end up not nominating hoskins or hurt and they go for uh almost edward james almost for stand and deliver and max right. von Sydow for pella the conqueror oh yeah, yeah. were the oh, other right. two that sort of showed up at the last second but yeah apparently i was kind of surprised to find out that hoskins was majorly in the running for that performance but no, it would have been a good one it would have yeah, been a really it would good, a good one.
2: yeah it yeah. deserves a, a a shout out because as you know we mentioned before you know there's a great scene he does without sort of saying anything you know and you um you know you see all this emotion without him sort of having to say anything and uh plus as, from a physical point of view he's acting with nothing there
1: yeah yeah and that takes real yeah. that takes a
2: lot of work and he sells Very it really so. well he does sell it you know all, all the wild expressions and stuff uh, they, 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 you know it's um t- even this the, at the end you know he's sort of um to make the tunes laugh you know because they, like, yeah. they, they die laughing and he's singing a song and dancing about and you know all that physical stuff uh, that you know you don't normally see uh, associate with Hoskins. Um, no, I, I, it's a shame, really. I, I think he would have been, you know, deserved a, another nomination. You know, yeah, um, the, most the, definitely. The, the, rest, the rest of his career, I mean, it's I've seen him in other sort of English things, you know, and he he, he was always very very good. Um, the other one sort of sticks out in my mind. He, he did play um, Jagger Hoover in um nixon oh yeah nancy yeah. hopkins and um and it's almost like the king lear version of nixon you know it's it's uh it's all of a stone again um but it's very grandiose and stuff but nix um oskins plays hoover is this kind of um you know quite quite aggressive and he's in with the mob and like you know and you know leave this to me mr nixon you know and lots of winking and stuff but he's also playing him as this you know um you know, non-closeted, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a character, you know, with the with, the, with the, the Guatemalan pool boy sort of feeding him kiwis yeah. from his mouth into his mouth, and he's sort yeah. of you know lapping it up, and he's rubbing sun cream on his face, and um, and I, I gather from uh, again, I was I, I read it um recently. He, he said to Oliver Stone, he, he apparently he did it as test his sense of humor. He says, "How hey, do you want to do the scene with you and this guy? You know, do you want to do the scene in bed, or, or you know, and." He says, he says, no. I said, but we should wear, you know, um, uh, you know, these kind of giant dresses, uh, things like that. So he got on set and he apparently they're all laid out and saying, choose this one. He goes, no, no, no it was a joke. It's a
3: joke. You, know,
2: <laughs> you haven't, you haven't written it though. I just said it as a joke. But he said, yes, he has got, you know, he's a great, he's a, he's a mad guy. He's a great director, but he said he didn't have really much sense of humor.
1: So. That sounds about right for Oliver <laughs> yeah. Stone. Um, but yeah, so dipping back into some of those other, uh, awards bodies that I mentioned that Hoskins yeah. won at it gets a lot of you know other nominations other than just him uh it wasn't necessarily I guess expected to be a lone nominee no so at the golden globes it is it's actually a, a best picture nominee which uh oh, good. I don't get to talk about that all that often with the globes but it's a best picture drama nominee uh the winner ends up being platoon you also okay. get a uh, room with a view children of a lesser god the mission and stand by me so they oh, had yeah. uh, six
2: nominees that year great great film
1: like i said hoskins wins best actor in a drama beating out paul newman dexter gordon william hurt uh, harrison ford for the mosquito coast and, oh wow have you uh, seen that i haven't
2: i've have not really it's, it's the most un harrison ford performance you've ever seen it's it does prove he, he can when he wants to be he's actually um quite a good actor yeah. Um I wouldn't say that highly. he he's, he's I mean the, the other film he made, um, it's for the same director, Peter Weir. Um you made the he made Witness with him as well. Yeah. And um very good. I think that was his only Oscar nom actually. It was,
1: which is always a little yeah. bit surprising. Yeah. Um, uh but then also uh Jeremy Irons for the mission is nominated for the for the globe there.
2: I'm I'm glad someone was for that film. Yeah.
1: It also gets a uh Best Supporting Actress nomination for Kathy Tyson. Uh Maggie Smith ends up winning for uh Room with the View, and then yeah. uh, Diane Wiest for Hannah and Her Sisters, who goes on to win really? the Oscar. Uh, did, Mer- yeah. yes. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio for The Color of Money, oh, and uh, Linda Kozlowski for Crocodile Dundee. Oh yeah, you got yeah. a nomination there. Right.
2: Uh, that was her was first sort of big film, I suppose.
1: Apparently so. Uh, yeah. And then also at the Globe, it gets a uh, Best Screenplay nominee. The Mission ends up winning there. Uh, also nominated are Hannah and her sisters, Platoon and Blue Velvet. And I Ooh. think, I don't think the mission ended up, yeah, of those five uh, screenplay nominees, because they only do five, they don't separate them into original and uh, uh, adapted. Of okay. those five, only two of them go on to get Oscar nominations because the mission mm. didn't, Blue Velvet didn't, and this obviously didn't. So. Was
2: that in the time then that the Globes... The, the necessarily with the blueprint for the oscars uh kind of yeah this is like yeah.
1: right around the time where the globes are becoming like very predicty and very like mm. where we're sort of what you look to when you're looking for what uh yeah oscars if you were a good.
2: gambling man you, you'd you bet on uh hoskins winning best actor right
1: yeah and not just for the globes though because of again everything else he, everything uh, else yeah, uh, yeah including He wins, uh, again, at the BAFTA Awards, also nominated Michael Caine and Woody Allen for Hannah and Her Sisters, and Paul Hogan for Crocodile Dundee. It's nominated and loses for Best Film, Best Director, Best Lead Actress for Kathy Tyson, which she's probably... More of a lead than a supporting actress in this. She is, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: She's she's in a lot of the scenes with him, yeah. I know they ran
1: Um, her in supporting, and you can kind of make the case for it that like mm. there are some stretches of the movie where it's just Hoskins and not her, but like I'd say she's a lead. Um, Did you say Kane
2: was nominated nominated for this and Hannah and her sisters? Uh,
1: No, he earned just Hannah at at. Oh, just Hannah. Yeah. Okay. And then also, uh, uh, it's nominated for best editing and best original screenplay at the BAFTAs. It also gets an an original screenplay nomination at the Writers Guild, which it loses to Hannah and her sisters, along with Platoon, Salvador, and Blue Velvet. Uh, At the Indie Spirit Awards, it gets a Special Distinction Award nomination, which I think, looking through it, was just the uh, best independent films from outside of America, because I think Indie Spirit primarily, or especially at this time, uh, the winner with for that, ends up being uh, Room with the View. And then uh, also nominated are 28 Up Men, dot, 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 which I've never heard of, and uh, My Beautiful Laundrette.
2: Oh, yeah. The *Day Lewis. The yeah. yeah.
1: Which uh that ends up getting an original screenplay nominee over this movie in Blue Velvet. And probably because yeah. uh, I think that was it, that movie's only nomination. So that was probably. Yeah what ended up I guess quote-unquote taking those spots
2: I forgot about <laughs> you know I forgot about this year that we're talking about and I totally forgot about uh the blue velvet you know and um yeah I mean how can you yeah, once seen, one scene I'm I mean, surprised Dennis Hopper didn't um uh get some kind of recognition but yeah. uh, you know it's, it's such a over the is it over too over the top for awards uh, you know you don't know it's you know, just
1: it's... a lot of things with that one that's <laughs> I wish I could talk about Hoosiers on this podcast just so that I could talk about that. But Hoosiers, I think got a score nomination.
2: Yeah. I I heard about this. He was nominated, right? Uh, Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, Apparently the thing is like, so blue velvet, when it came out, you know, people didn't, they they were like, Oh, this is too uh, trashy, too offensive, too Mm -hmm. dark, too seedy, whatever. But then by the end of the year, and it's getting all these critics. Like, I think New York gave it their Best Picture, Best Director prize. It yeah. gets a lot of critic stuff. So people are reevaluating it, like, oh, maybe this could be an awards thing. And then, because of the sort of renewed interest in that, Orion, who was the company that had Hoosiers, sort of pushed it out at the end of the season, just last minute, of like, hey, we also have a Dennis Hopper movie. Don't forget yeah. about our Dennis Hopper movie. Uh-huh. And then they pushed it hard enough that he ended up getting the Oscar nomination for that instead.
2: Oh, I see. Right, that makes sense because I, I hear about this, but I've never seen it, and they never show it here. Um, yeah, uh, uh, for some reason, I've never seen it on TV. But I know of it from you know Gene Hackman and um, Yeah, uh, it's uh,
1: maybe a cardinal sin for me to say this as someone from Indiana, but the only time yeah. I've seen it, I saw it in a theater, and I fell asleep. <laughs> it was a- I was also kind of young and very tired at the time. Oh, well, there you go. You see, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that that is my experience with Hoosiers. He's fine <laughs> in it. He's not better than he is in Blue Velvet, obviously. Oh,
2: yeah. That's the thing. I, I, that makes sense. Now you've explained that. Uh, that does make sense. That because I, I, having seen you know Blue Velvet uh, again not long ago, you know, you think, well, why why wasn't this sort of, um, embraced His- more? You know, from the from the awards uh, angle, you know, because it's. Um, other over-the-top performances have been, you know, nom- I mean, you think of De Niro yeah. and Cape Fear, you know, it's um, on that yeah. scale of larger than life, you know. And
1: also very unsavory. Very much. Like that, so, that's yeah. also the thing. It's just that Frank Booth is maybe even too far by the standards of the Academy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because you think if they're going to play a clip from the film, they can. Really...
1: Yeah. What could you possibly <laughs> do?
2: Yeah. Like and there's a couple in Cape Fear obviously you can get away with some quiet moments, but yeah. uh uh come to mention it now, actually yeah that's probably maybe what ruled out the yeah the like the like place.
1: you could maybe do the the cutaway shot where Dean Stockwell is singing in dreams, and it just yeah. cuts to just just, stop having, just watching, but yeah. like other than that, I don't know where you would even find a clip a, that, yeah that, that uh, like obviously i I wish. We would lived in the timeline where he got nominated for that because that's a better performance. But yeah. I wish we lived in that timeline just so I could see what he what clip they would have played.
2: Yeah, I I, I always find that fascinating. I mean, when when you like I say when you play these clips on um and um you know with all the nominations and you thinking you now what what clips do they choose what 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 ten or fifteen seconds encapsulates the moment that the precedes them winning the award you know and um. Yeah, where would you start with Hopper, you know? Uh, or at least I've got to see what Bob um thinking, obviously because you have to choose one where he's angry but not swearing, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't
1: too many of those either.
2: Yeah, not too many in I but yeah, but but it was it was a good enough moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Uh um, other things, uh, I mentioned he wins National Society of Film Critics. Uh the runner ups there are Paul Newman and Jeff Goldblum for the fly. Uh oh, which you. Is, you, Jeff. Also the uh the top three at New York film critics. Uh and then it also uh in supporting actress with New York, Diane Weest wins and the runner up, it's a tie between uh uh Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio and Kathy Tyson. So oh, good, oh
2: good. Well I'm glad she got um some recognition. And and yeah, Mary Elizabeth, she was terrific in the color of money. She's the one that stands out, I think, more than Cruz. Uh yeah. And, you know, she 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 um more than hell their own against those because you know they're quite you know charismatic yeah. guys you know actors I um, think this is pre Top Gun Cruise as well wasn't it He um, yeah, it's
1: the same year he co-
2: yeah it was the but same yeah, year I like think, it
1: came out a little bit earlier
2: yeah he came out I think when they hired him for the film it was before Top Gun got out so they got him for next to nothing Yeah. and at the time true. they released Top Gun and then of course they were able to cash in on the biggest star at, the, at that time you know and then released Color Money starring this you know new guy Tom Tom, um, Tom Cruise
3: uh, yeah. um, you
2: know, and then uh,
1: just this last little thing here uh, Hoskins again also wins at Los Angeles Film Critics uh, Michael Caine ties uh, or no yeah his uh, sorry I wrote it down weird um, so he's the runner up for this and Hannah and Her Sisters to Dennis Hopper for Blue Velvet and Hoosiers hey. so both, of them, both <laughs> of them place first and second for two different performances Okay, uh, uh, but it's is is good. Of those. They can okay. do.
2: They can do that. They can split them for, um, for if they come out the same year, and they can split them because uh, yeah, you know, two two vastly different performances from you know the, the, the they they both you know I'm sure whose is I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's very different from Blue Velvet. And, oh, very, very. and minor release is quite different from um, Her and Her Sisters, so it's yeah. um, you know it's a, it's a good showcase for their for their uh, acting skills. You know, um, no, and good on them. I'm glad they they yeah. got runners up at least.
1: Yeah, and then also at Los Angeles, uh, Kathy Tyson tied for the win for supporting actress with Diane Weist. Oh, so good. she was she was in the conversation. Like she got uh, a couple critics' nominations, nominated at BAFTA, nominated at the Globes. Probably came very close to an Oscar nomination. I would say yeah, out of the supporting, I like uh, I think Piper Laurie was the one that was a surprise nomination in supporting actress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because she's not in that movie all that much, and I don't think no. she got nominated much of anywhere. But that was just a Jeez. hey, welcome back, Piper Laurie, after you have <laughs> like you haven't done movies since in the past like, it's, ten it's, years, so you're back. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say, yeah, it was
2: she. She retired for um, <clears throat> a big uh, part. Of her, but again, this, this is all six degrees of separation. It relates back to Paul Newman and the Hustler. Yeah. you know, Callum, She was in the Hustler with uh, Newman, who was nominated, I think. Then she retired uh, or got married and had a family. She came, her first film back was like 15 years later and it was Carrie. Yeah,
1: and this and is her next movie after that. Like she takes another 10-year break. She like t-
2: does a film every decade. And, and
1: she gets and she got nominated for all three of those. You know, what yeah. can I say? You know, she has a, a hell of a game
2: plan, you know. <laughs> she, yeah,
1: good for her. Yeah, good for um, her, she, she deserved it. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, she was like, even she was surprised that she got that nomination. So I would assume that probably... I mean, I I haven't looked at the supporting actress race this year in as much depth uh, lately, but I feel like Kathy Tyson was probably sixth place, I would assume. Yeah. Just because of all that showing that she had at the Globes, at BAFTA, at those critics' places. Who are the other ones, for this year, sorry? Uh, So Diane Weist wins for Hannah and her sisters. You also have Tess Harper for Crimes of the Heart, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio for The Color of Money, and Maggie Smith for A Room with a View.
2: I didn't know she got a uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio got there or not no fair play yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. she deserved it you know yeah
1: although I I mean Kathy Tyson would have been a release, like yeah. I think she, she, uh, uh, Maggie, over Maggie
2: Smith because yeah, uh, we love Maggie Smith over here. You know, and she's she's yeah. Everyone loves, you know, respects her and everything. And she can do no disrespect to her. She can do Room with a View and you know, and her sleep sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's played that uh, variations of that role, um, you know, in Downton Abbey and everything. You know, so um, if you could take one out, I guess you know, put Kathy in there. You know,
1: yeah, yeah, good. And like she would she, like we said, would have also been a very good nominee in lead actress as well that uh, too, yeah. she is like you could you can easily make the case for both, and yeah. uh, there's an argument to be had on both sides of it. I don't think it would be especially fraudulent in either direction like you could like I, I could absolutely see making the case myself for both it just sort of depends on uh, what I'm feeling, but yeah. No, that yeah. would have been a really good nomination for her. Um, we can talk about some of these other categories if we want. Original screenplay is interesting this year, although I haven't seen all of these. Uh, Hannah and Her Sisters ends up winning. Crocodile Dundee gets the nomination because apparently it was just that big of a sensation.
2: I, I, from what I remember it was a big, I was only very, very young, but um, <clears throat> I remember, you know, it'd been a very big deal, you know. Yeah, it was a big deal. I remember the, the picture, the, the bus stops, the, the the poster of him, um, you know, pulling the buildings apart like he's in the jungle, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was a very big deal. It was a massive hit, that film.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, I think it's like yeah. one of the top grocers of the year as a whole, been.
2: like top two. I think. I think he only made uh, perhaps two or three other films uh, and retired, you know, he made so much money. Yeah. Um, that's all he needed to do, you know. I think he did a crocodile Dundee too, and um, and I remember him in he was in Flipper. Did a oh, wow. Flipper, playing the guy who charters out boats, you know. Boat, you know? Um, but that's that's all he needed to do, you know. I mean, he's he's, he's a
1: you know apparently so. He yeah. knows his limits,
2: you know. He's not going to shake the world as a, as an actor. He can sort of uh, play a certain part well, and that's all he needed to do. So.
1: Yeah. Um, and then you also have uh, My Beautiful Laundrette, Platoon, yeah. and Salvador are the other original screenplay nominees yeah. here. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen all of these, but I would say this, this movie would have been a, a very deserving nominee here. It's a very strong screenplay. Yeah, it's and it it's would a been, strong one. I mean, uh, I know
2: that My Beautiful Laundrette, that's quite a, um, a big deal. You know, the, even, even today, you know, it's, it's, it's um, given its subject matter. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's uh I can I can appreciate that one. And you know, Platoon and Salvador, I mean, given his due uh Oliver Stone, I mean it's quite a feat to do those two films um with you know within a year. Um yeah. so, particularly Platoon, I mean it's um credit where credit is due. It is a um a terrifically well made film, uh, and it's and a it's still a powerful film, yeah. And I watched it not, not long ago. And um you know William Defoe's terrific in it and yeah. Charlie Sheen and and um um there's the other sergeant you got uh, the, Tom Barringer Tom Barringer, thank you yes. uh, what, yeah what <laughs> what performances you know um no the, everything's about it is it's very uh, authentic feeling you know and, and of course I guess he went through that as a uh, you know yeah. in, in real life so um fair play you know it's a um, powerful film um so yeah he's quite a packed year in terms of screenplay but the, the, some tough films I can understand why perhaps other films were chosen over it um,
1: yeah I think it, it just it was probably like this and Blue Velvet and, yeah. and my beautiful Laundrette uh, and I guess Salvador were like those yeah. for the other slots and just uh, this one and Blue Velvet I guess yeah. pulled the short straw um,
2: yeah someone had to lose <laughs> Yeah,
3: yeah that'll yeah. happen
1: um,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> I do just want to touch on because we mentioned the uh, uh, Phil Collins song. Uh, oh, yeah. the original song lineup this year. You get uh, the winner is "Take My Breath Away" from Top Gun. Who's <laughs> <course> it is? <laughs> yeah. You oh, also get uh, "Glory <laughs> of Love" from the Karate Kid Part Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Life in yeah. Uh, Life in a Looking Glass from That's Life, the uh, uh, Blake Edwards, Jack and okay. Julie Andrews movie. Is
2: that a Henry Mancini song? Though? It uh, sure is.
1: Um, there you go uh somewhere out there from an american tale and oh, yeah. uh the coolest one here mean green mother from outer space from little shop
2: of Horace, little shop of horrors oh excellent which is
1: such a cool um, it's such yeah. a cool nomination
2: um, um, I, Yeah, yeah i have all the songs actually that's, that's probably a good one to nominate yeah um but um oh no, no, that's well that's fair enough i mean it's i, I don't know all the uh, all the all the songs i mean i know the films are from but i don't know the um uh American tale and, and everything but yeah. um no, it's a shame with because Collins would um did he win for Tarzan he, he sure did yeah 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 so that's a weird one yeah yeah but I'm, I'm glad he, he got some kind of recognition if perhaps not for the right yeah. film or whatever yeah I, oh, yeah, I can't say but um but yeah the, the important thing is the songs there in the film so it's um it's the important thing whether it wins awards or not yes yeah
1: of course of course (laughs) uh anything else about the oscars really i mean we can uh, there aren't really all that many like we talked about supporting actress we talked about like editing i guess
3: i I mean this is a good category (laughs) for editing
1: platoon wins you also get aliens hannah and her sisters the mission and top gun those all make sense probably more so
2: than mona lisa I suppose uh, I could talk about the, the score, uh, just briefly. Oh yeah, Michael, it is a good score. Here. This is, yeah, it's Michael Kamen, <clears throat> who, um, you know, he owned this decade with uh, scores, you know, he wanted to do, um, obviously, *Lethal Weapon and Die Hard and, you know, some some really terrific um, scores. And uh, he does some very nice variations of the title track, Mona Lisa. He does a nice string version of it when they're just sitting in the car, looking at the street walkers and the, and he, and that's when he says, Oh, no, you're, you're not a night nurse, you're a lady. And it's a beautiful uh, underscore version with just strings that I guess Michael Kamen would have arranged, you know, um, but he was good. And he's good at all the sort of threatening music, you know, the, the, the suspenseful music he was good at. You can hear, you know, bits of diehard, you know, that sort of uh, things. Yeah. Certain composers have their, um,
1: Motifs, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, they, they're the motifs. They yeah.
2: You know, when you when you when you listen, you think, oh, well, that's you listen. To, it's a film, you know, John Williams. You go, oh, that's Star Wars, or that's Indiana Jones, you know, yeah,
3: and
2: things. And, and, and it's a bit, it's a bit like that with with him. You know, you can hear me like, oh, that's that's from this. That's you know, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, a little bit, you know, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, the sort of um, arrangements of certain things. And uh, no, he's it's, he's it's great. I, I I think he was quite underrated composer actually. um He's been—he died quite young, actually, didn't he?
1: Oh, I—I I don't know that much about him, but
2: I'm... oh, I, I, um, yeah, he did. I think he died um, quite young. So he, he did uh um, to so say all the lethal weapons and diehards and things, but he he, he um, yeah, had quite an accomplished career uh, as a, as a composer. Um, I think obviously, he co-wrote the mentioned Robin Hood. He co-wrote the Everything I Do, Brian Adams. <laughs> oh yeah, which ruled the charts. So that must have made him a few bucks you know. I
1: think he got nominated for that. It, yeah was, yeah I suppose yeah. he
2: did yeah I don't know uh, if it won but.
1: I, I don't um, think it did but I don't remember what it lost to.
2: it, it I, was I, I massive over here the song was like number one for like 14 weeks. Yeah. it was just every I think that's what stopped me listening to radio in the end. Yeah. <laughs> 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 everything's like oh no, and it wasn't like it was a short song you know he just the intro went on for ages. And, oh yeah things and, and then i think like a year later another costner thing the bodyguard um oh yeah and all yeah, that just, whitney uh, you know again multiple weeks at number one he's just like who's buying this bloody song <laughs> you know, yeah give us a break but um you know can't what public like i suppose you know
1: yeah yeah this <laughs> is a good score it's this is also an interesting score category because uh oh, yeah herbie hancock ends up winning for round midnight even though like there is, there is actual score to that movie, but like a lot yeah. of that win is like, well. He's a talented like- guy, Herbie. Uh, yes, we fiery. like Herbie Hancock and we like the jazz that's performed on screen. Yeah. So it's a, a little bit of a award more for that. Yeah. Than for the- I, I, I appreciate that. I like Herbie.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then you also get Aliens, Hoosiers, as we mentioned, uh, The Mission, mm. and Star Trek uh, for The Voyage Home. Oh really?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, be the mission. Oh man, that that is a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, the Morricone. Morricone, Morricone score. Mate, I haven't uh, seen
1: the movie, but I've heard the score.
2: Oh, please add it to your list. It's,
1: I will. Yeah. you
2: you you will not be disappointed. You know? I will I definitely. Che- yeah, I I yeah. do want to check it out. I have heard, um, it. and I'll I'll try and track down a copy of Hoosiers so we can. Swap notes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's our that's yeah, our really homework fun.
1: after this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, Star Trek. Before uh, I do, that was uh, out of all the Star Trek, except probably the most fun one. I suppose I'm not a Trekkie uh, uh, fan, but I, I do like some of the films. The Wrath of Khan is a is, a, is probably the best one yeah. they made. Yeah. Um, but this is the, the one where they go back in time and save the whales. Wasn't it? I'm
1: pretty sure. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think this is yeah. the, save the whales. One. It's a very
2: light film from what yeah. i remember and um you yeah, know harmless enough i suppose but uh, yeah um so what one that year so what was it the... uh around midnight I Around mean, yeah yeah
1: and like yeah. from what i remember i think like there was enough of an not a, not a full-on outrage but there were like enough people that had pause for that win of like is this you know a, what are we constituting score that like yeah from there that's when they instituted the rules of like it has to be X Half an hour? like yeah it has to yeah. be this amount of uh actual original composition yeah has to ha- take up this like x percentage of the film itself yeah blah blah, blah. that's fair yeah enough. like i think a lot of that comes from this particular this film, yeah yeah
2: yeah no that makes sense yeah <laughs> just about uh, squeezed in <laughs> yeah
1: do you have anything else to say about this year's oscars or do you want to move on to our final segment
2: um no i think we I think we covered them all um Okay,
1: yeah, so in your uh, fantasy world where you get to pick all of the nominees, which uh, what nominations would you have given Mona Lisa?
2: Ooh, um, well, we've already got Bob, I mean, we have to fantasize that one, but um,
3: yeah,
2: Kathy Tyson definitely, and, and definitely Michael Caine, I mean, that's a yeah, shoo in, uh, uh, Neil Jordan, you know, directing and writing, you know, I mean, and then picture, uh, it, you know. Uh, having watched it, uh, it's to say last night, it just, um, it stays with you, you know, and I know it's obviously we're talking about it, but I know I, it was with me today for this podcast, but um, it, you know, it's, it does affect you. Uh, uh, you know, if a good film should make you think about it long after you have watched it. Yeah. Um, and I think this is um, perhaps one of them. So yeah, they're definitely the, the top categories without a doubt. You know, um, I think, um, you know, and as we mentioned score and, and, um, what the hell score cinematography read and let's put them all in there you know yeah yeah <laughs> i cool? i agree
1: this is this is a this is the top 10 of the year for me like yeah i, I really did enjoy this one oh, i'm glad on you know
2: I'm, I'm, I'm pleased it's uh have you, have you ever had a uh one of these lone nominee podcasts where you had to watch a film and you and you and it didn't live up to you I, i've different.
1: had i've had a few um one that like it was it was a rewatch for me, but it didn't live up to uh, like American History X was one that I I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. I like I, 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 I really like Norton in it, but I think the rest of the movie didn't live up to what I remembered.
2: Yeah, I think I'm with you there. It's it's he, he's incredible in it, um, but from what I gather, there's a lot of uh, behind the scenes meddling in yes. it. You know, yeah. he's um it he was obviously quite famous the battles going on with the director. Uh, the Tony Kaye's bit of a nutcase. Yeah. Not, not a bit of a nutcase, he's a total nutcase. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah I
1: agree about a lot of those. I, I think it, yeah. it's end kind of the year, it's the best picture. Uh, yeah. I don't know about director, but I would at least heavily consider it. Hoskins, for sure. Kathy Tyson, mm. I would put her in lead. And yeah, I would not yeah. her. Uh, original screenplay, editing, yeah. cinematography, costume design, I really like the costumes here. Like I said, I think yeah, that, you said, yeah. that would have been a really cool it movie, been nice, yeah. contemporary nomination and yeah you score know. why not let's throw it in
2: there yeah yeah no it's it's, it's uh oh and song of course
1: yes yeah the, the, <laughs> you
2: know, they the, get phil phil up there phil collins he deserved it you know? for sure so,
1: yeah
2: yeah so uh well let's hope that uh alternate universe is out there and let's hope so yeah and and they're, and they're up there you know alternate versions of themselves winning and giving great speeches you
1: know so for sure yeah yeah, I think that'll do it for this conversation. Thank you again for coming back on. I had a lot of fun with this one. I yeah, no,
2: me too, mate. Thank you very much for having me back. Uh, it was a real pleasure. And, um, you know, I'll have to do it again if you get stuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're more than welcome it's, it's, it's to come too. back on whenever you, you want. You have quite a few to go. Yeah. What oh, number are we up to now?
1: Uh, this is like 41 out of 262. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so uh, we've still got a, quite a ways to go. Yeah, quite, oh, quite a ways. Well, yeah, if I can
2: get one more and that'd be great, you know.
1: Yeah, um, one more out of the next two hundred and twenty some. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll see if yeah. I can. I'll see if I can squeak you in there somewhere. Please, please do. Yeah. Yes. No, them. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, do Hi, you have mate. anything you want to plug? Anywhere people can find you?
2: Um, well, we can find me on Instagram, but it's. It's. I mean, I'm not a a, a film account per se, but um. No, I need to. Uh, I think I said last time I need to set up a letterbox or something, but uh, yeah. I. Yeah. I still haven't got around to. Me, I'm afraid, mate. Sorry. <laughs> um. But, but um i'll just plug you again instead you know lone acting nominees and fuck it do let's go bowling, you know
1: yeah yeah you can find this show on twitter and letterboxd at lone acting noms and on instagram at the lone acting nominees that'll be this episode thank you for listening
0: mona lisa mona lisa men have named you you're so like the lady with the mystic smile Is it only Cause you're lonely They have blamed you For that Mona Lisa Strangeness In your smile Do you smile To tempt a lover Mona Lisa Or is this your way to hide a broken heart many dreams have been brought to your doorstep they just lie there